With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Valverde! You don't know the power of the dark side. Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, episode 16. This is show 209, and it's the holidays, it's Christmas, it's Kwanzaa, we're done with Hanukkah. Any way you're celebrating to close out a great 2015 year, that's what it's all about. It's week 16, which means if you're playing it right, it's championship week in fantasy football. This show's called All the Glory. Today, Houdini's out of the mix. He's a busy man. Uh, we'll talk about some of his plans and stuff going on later in the show. As usual, I got Stag Party across the way. Dogmatica to my right. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And we're fired up to, you know, this is the most important podcast we can deliver for you. If you're in the championship... You need to bring that dealio home. <laughs> and uh, as usual, we'll be going through all the games, all the matchups, and talking some serious fantasy. Uh, before we do that and get into the Thursday night game, <clears throat> what's up, dudes? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy holidays. Uh-huh. Short week for us all, except for those that play in fantasy football. You know, a lot of podcasts are taking off Thursday, Friday, so you're getting a little bit of that early week feel. You'll have to catch you up with Mo and D-Rex on the light later this week to give you that uh, up-to-date news. That's right, that's right. Dopeski, wopeski, we're ready to deliver it. Christmas Day, uh, we'll be doing a show. He's like, once I get my kids down, I'm like, dude, it's Christmas. 
It's going to be impossible to get your kids down. Yeah. They're going to be playing with the Star Wars this, playing with the My Little Dollhouse this. He's like, trust me, we're, they get up so early, and we'll probably be recording a little bit earlier than you think. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. All right. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to drink early in the afternoon, so the later you do it, I might be super slur. Yeah. Super slur Christmas. Pyro Podcast Light. <laughs> Richard Pryor style. <laughs> nice. Um well, I love you guys, and it's been a great year. Uh, Houdini is uh, is out. He leaves tomorrow. He wanted to get all his write-ups and such done for Week 16 matchups for our Dogmaticus player rankings. And um, he leaves tomorrow to head out west to do his wedding planning. Uh, we're on the fence at the current moment. I'm going to just get it out early for Dini. Whether he's a bridezilla or not, we don't know. He's been very stressed out since he got engaged. Yep. Uh, so we just don't know what's going on with the fella. But we wish you the best. Go out to Santa Barbara. Set that wedding up. You and your fiance have a blast. Happy holidays. Uh, make it happen. I don't even know if the three of us will be invited to that party. <laughs> If I was him, what I are your odds? Oh, yeah, I I was him, yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? What do you think? What do you think? I mean, stag party. It would. I, yeah, I got the long. I got the longest odds because I'm just not in his age bracket. Even though apparently his, uh, you know, fiance's little sister is like my age. Oh. You know? <laughs> That's more trouble from D-Rex and I than it is from you. <laughs> what are the odds you get invited? Uh about as good as Brandon Cooks not going off last night against that defense. <laughs> so there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, well, I did bench him because there was a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. We heard some a bunch of people on, on social media today being like, it's Brandon Cooks, thank you. Uh, anyway, let's. Um, if you're following us, you know the deal. Basically, it's NFL.com. Go to schedule. Go to regular season. Then hit week 16. And you know that we're starting it up on Thursday night's game, which is Christmas Eve. Well, well planned. That's pretty dope. Uh, the, the the calendar had had everything to do with it. It wasn't Goodell's <laughs> ability to put the NFL in front of your eyes at all the most important moments. But we've got the Raiders are at no 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 the. Chargers are at the Raiders. Correct. And who knows? Maybe both these teams are playing uh, in the same stadium in Las Vegas next season. That's quite possible. <laughs> quite possible. <laughs> uh, what do you guys have to say from a fantasy perspective uh, for this? And one, one question before you get in the game. We saw that Eric Weddle, one of my favorite players, is just like he's very similar to us, I feel like, and a cool guy that you would actually want to like – have dinner with and bounce ideas and talk football with out of, out of most people in the league. He's just a cool dude. So he's probably a free agent regardless. But if, and going to leave, and obviously he's been with the team for nine or so years. But if they do move to California, okay, let's say that, I mean, uh, they're in California, but they go to L.A. or wherever they go. Well, no, L.A. Where are they playing next season? Because that stadium's not built. It'll be like the Rose Bowl, yeah. most likely, is what they're speculating. But that's all part of one of those things that it has to get signed off on. So, so the Rose Bowl, so that'd be, okay. The Pasadena Rose Bowl is the most, most likely spot as of right now. Nothing nothing definitive. It's one of those things that they'll have to work out when they officially you know, sign the papers uh, to apply for uh, you know, relocation. Now, 
who do you guys think is are, is going there? Is San Diego going to be LA? Is the Rams going to be LA? Is no one LA? I mean, the NFL, from what I'm reading, and then we'll quickly we'll get in the game. We'll talk about this briefly. But is, is this happening? Everyone seems to want it. The league wants it, but from everything I'm reading, they haven't seen a proposal that that really stands out. And I mean, it doesn't it seem like this is kind of late. Well, officially, pickings? officially, nothing can happen until they have a meeting and then they vote on things. So. It's going to be at that time that it's just decided. It'll suddenly be like, okay, we like this plan better. This is it. And that'll be done, and it'll be going forth. And, that you know, it'll, obviously everything will speed up right after that. But, yeah, it's true. You just got to wait for the, the big meeting. Which one do you like better? Which proposal is better? And that's what they'll go with. I, I, I don't want to speculate on which one it'll be. It just seems like everything goes the opposite in football nowadays. So, uh, whatever I say, I'll probably go the other way. <laughs> well, let's talk about this game. We know we got our uh, uh, we got our boy um, Rivers. I don't know if he's our boy, but uh, Rivers going up to Oakland. Um, let's talk about the Chargers first. What what happens here? Well, neither team is playing for anything at this point. They're both out of the playoff race. Uh, the Raiders can end up eight and eight, but that would still put them a, a game short. Uh, either way, you cut it, and Chargers are at the bottom of the division. So I, I have a feeling that you know Oakland will probably still continue to work on their offensive progress and uh, see what they could do there. The Chargers, on the other hand, uh, not everybody's healthy. Not everything is together. It's kind of just uh, a mix and match. I, I, I mean, last week it was the Woodhead Show, which was... Well, only Actually, after Melvin Gordon went down with that injury, because they were trying to feed him early and just get him some confidence going into you know next season. They were trying to feature him as the workhorse back. They were giving him you know some passes in the run game, uh, passes in the passing game, rushes, and then suddenly you know Woodhead gets some cheap little touchdown, and then gets another cheap little touchdown, and then suddenly Melvin Gordon goes out and he gets everything else, which yep. which ended up being four touchdowns. Yes, you're like what the. F- Woodhead, you sucked like the last month. Like maybe ten percent of people started you. And then you're gonna do this. Gonna I, do I this? had him to my own DSF lineups. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, you did, and so did uh, OC. And in in divine intervention, our DFS graphic this week had Woodhead on it. Yeah, <laughs> had Woodhead on it's, it. It's so it's we, when I saw two guys that had it, and I mean. I know I'm one of many. I have Woodhead on my bench, and I'm picking up Bryce Brown, Hightower of the week before. <laughs> I got, um, who else did I pick up? Holden, Denard, yeah. all these guys. Who am I going to play? Just painstaking between these all these pickups. I, I owe Sefa. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> who knows? Who knows which guy? And then what happened? Woodhead. Four bombers on your bench, and then you're just sitting there like, why didn't I even think about that? For good reason. For good reason, I He's think. He's had a it, really rough it's year. Been, it's been terrible. It was His first touchdown was the first rushing touchdown by a, a, of their season, correct? Well, since week one, since he did it twice in week yeah. one. Okay, so since for week one, uh, which is very hard to believe. And that's very why, hard to that's why Rivers is uh, a pretty legit quarterback for fantasy football every year. They are a passing uh, juggernaut of a team. Uh, I'll let you guys talk about some of the fantasy side of things. Um, well, get into it. Well, Stevie Johnson returned to practice today, but even if so, you know he was limited. He's probably not going to be there for you. And at this point, is he a guy you can trust going into the you know fantasy championship 
for the Super Bowl for all the money and the goo. Uh, not in my eyes. No. I mean, you're better off trusting, like, Dontrell Inman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to be quite and, honest. And that's saying a lot. Uh, but the only guy you should probably really even consider is the triumvirate of, uh, you know, Woodhead, of Gates, and of... Of Rivers, those are the only three guys that should have consideration for you, and I still think you might be able to do better than Rivers, even though this game usually ends up being a shootout between these two teams. It's true. It's true. Uh, Gordon is out for the year now, so they will be starting uh, Donald Brown oh. as the, uh, I guess, the heavy workhorse back. I, I suppose if you want to call it that. And he actually looked pretty good. You know, he, he looked he looked decent out there. I think it was more the unexpected, like. Is this guy still really in the league? Oh shit! He just ran by me. Uh, it was more like that than, than anything else. You know, if, if the Raiders are looking to game plan against what the Chargers actually have, I don't see Brown doing a whole hell of a lot. I, th- I think that Woodhead will probably—I uh, don't want to say he's going to have the same week he had last week, but I think he'll get a little bit more of the show uh, than, than Donald Brown when it comes to fantasy points. Other than that, I, I, I can't say that I would trust throwing uh, a, a Rivers out there in my championship, like you were saying. Even if Stevie Johnson does happen to play in this game, which I don't think he will, I think he's just testing things out. Uh, I don't see why he would come back any earlier than he has to in a lost season. Uh, there's just that I just don't see the point in that for him. Uh, so why, see you next year. <laughs> pretty, pretty much is basically what I'm guessing. Uh, Inman is a, I guess, a decent call. I mean, you're gonna have to. Uh, my guess is that the Chargers are gonna end up having to pass a little bit. I think the Ra- Raiders are gonna throw some points at him here. So. I mean, I, I like the Raiders in this game. I like Amari came back and had a nice game, even though he was still a little hobbled, uh, even though Crabtree still got more targets than he did. Uh, it was Cooper who had the couple touchdowns, which was nice to see, since he only had, uh, I think, four on the year before that. So it was good to see the Rook uh, get in the end zone And was playing times. terribly, dropping more passes than ever. Yeah. It was all Crabtree. And um, I think a lot of people probably... I, I, if you were in a rookie league and had to play him, he was on a lot of benches when he finally came through there at the end. Yeah. Uh, thank also, you, Stag Party. I did call Stags in the in the in the morning. And I, I, I had him I asked him about AJ Green. I asked him about him, and he's like, he's like, you're good. I would I would say definitely was Cooper versus who? I remember you asking Matt the question. Jones. Yeah, you yeah. said Cooper immediately, and I, I'm like, yeah, I, that, oh, that was the answer. Thank that one for sure. God. Yeah, Let's remember what Cooper actually did against San Diego earlier in the season mm-hmm. when it looked like it was a tough matchup. He had pretty much his best game of the year. Uh, five catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Long touchdown. His longest touchdown of his career. Yep. And he just looked awesome, so you're not worried about too much about Jason Verrett covering him because uh, he might end up on Crabtree. Just because of the you know, size speed, they like to do a couple different things uh, with their corners. So Verrett's got to get some muscle on his body this offseason. Verrett's just Verrett's an underrated monster. I, uh, he's awesome, but he's a little bit he's a little bit scrawny. He needs a little he needs a little beep. If he can get the beep and keep that, <laughs> give him a good off season. It's I, I could remember see remember he was injured. Sure. At yeah, the I think end he'd of, be elite. He was injured at yeah, the end of last strength. season with the shoulder injury, mm-hmm. so he could not you know get a full off season strength training. So that yeah, makes sense. Uh, you know, other guys on the Raiders, you know, you got Pro Bowl alternates. You got Derek Carr, you got Latavius Murray, and you got Amari Cooper. You know, all those guys, you're probably going to want to play. You're probably going to want to play Mike Crabtree, too, if he should come back from his concussion. Um, so what's the sort of latest word on that? Uh, I, I assume he's okay. They haven't said anything uh, in the lines of he's going to be out this week. I haven't heard that yet. Uh, so 
I mean, that's good news. No news is, is good news, I think, in, in a situation like this, if they were updating saying that uh, he's in trouble, uh, he's not, he's, you know, in the concussion protocol and he's not allowed around the stadium or something, then that'd be something to worry about. I'd be worried about, but at this point, I haven't heard anything like that. So that'll be, again, updated later in the week. I'm sure you guys will get to it in the, uh, in the other podcast later in the week. Uh, so remember to... To do that later. Well, <laughs> that, that's Mo, Mo, Mo's got to work on that part. He does the Huey Lewis news and notes. Yes, I'm sure, and I'm sure he will. Um, obviously, you're not. He's going actually to... pretty amazing at that. In all honesty, when yeah. you get some good time to, to prepare on that stuff, it's 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 a remarkable thing. So if you're not checking out that Pyro Podcast Light, um, Mo is Mo is doing a great job with that. Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. <laughs> not. I say to Daisy not. all the time in that voice, not from a Jedi. She must just be like, she probably woke up and said, oh, what's that mean? I have no <laughs> idea why, but I say it to her all the time. Like, not from a Jedi. <laughs> Is there, any, is there anybody thing? else that you're thinking about starting in this game? No. no I, I, I can't think of anybody Wolford. else. Wolford. No. He got a God. crap load of targets, but he didn't catch anything. <laughs> Cut two of seven. Uh, Mikel Rivera is actually playing a lot better than uh, was expected. I wouldn't expect him to keep doing it, and I definitely wouldn't play him in my playoffs. But uh, Seth Roberts still? Nope. <laughs> no, he was actually out this week. Uh, or he got injured or something, so... He's, and he's not going to be playing next week from what I, this coming week from what I hear. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't just go out on a limb and start Andre Holmes or anything like that. Just stay, stick with the main guys. You'll start, be all right. Start your studs. Start the studs. All right. Go on to the next game. All right. So, looking at the next game, we've got... Saturday. Saturday, we got the Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Kirk Cousins had another nice one. Chucking it all around. Good Deshaun shot. Jackson... You know, going off for 153 and a touchdown. Pierre Garçon looking good on an end zone route for like the first time ever in his career. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Jordan Reed has dropped a pass in his like last five games uh, and has caught every single target in his last two um, and scored three touchdowns in his last two. If you've got Jordan Reed, you're playing Jordan Reed, even against the Eagles and their tough you know, defense against the tight ends. It's just something that has to be done at this point. He's he got you here. You got to play him. Doesn't matter. Like there's maybe two or three guys in the league that you play over Jordan Reed, and their names are Rob Gronkowski and Greg Olson. Greg Olson, probably Gary Barnage. Just maybe touchdowns. D- depending on uh, yeah for the touchdown situation. Depending on the situation, but yeah, uh, Jordan Reed. I'm, is- I'm playing Reed over Barnage all day. That's fine. Yeah, it's but it's close enough. No, you're right. Yeah, it is close. But uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you've been saying. You were saying there, Kirk Cousins is looking. Uh, they're talking about Kirk Cousins as being a long term. They're yeah, about to sign, they're going to sign him long term. This well, it, it, it's looking good for him. I mean, the home and road splits are pronounced, but he played real well against the Bears two weeks ago on the road. Uh, they have sort of evened out. You know, he's just been. If you look at the first versus the second half splits. That's where you see even more pronounced splits. Like, you could stop doing this home and road shit, please. Like, that'd be great. Because if you just look at, you know, the first six games and then take out everything else and look at the last eight, oh, he's a totally different quarterback. 
Uh, he's been playing real well, getting his receivers involved, especially if you look at games in which Deshaun Jackson has played. Uh, that's his real number one receiver. And you got the Deshaun Jackson revenge factor going against the Eagles. Remember, I think last year, Toast, he didn't play against them earlier in this year with that hammy issue. But last year, I think he had nine catches for 200-plus yards and a touchdown uh, in the two games. So he's an interesting, like, borderline top 15, top 20 type of wide receiver this week. Pierre Garçon is a 5-for-50 guy. You know, Jamison Crowder is less than that. He's the fourth or fifth option in this pecking order. Uh, so don't even worry about any guys like that. Uh, if you want to know about the run game, when they're when they're leading, they like to feed Morris. When they're behind, it's Matt Jones. But I don't think you can start either of those guys with confidence in your fantasy Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not wise. I've said a Wookie. Love it. Love I'm, it. I'm channeling my inner Houdini. <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to. I'll try not to at the end of the show get 17 sound bites in our last 13 minutes just because I have them on a pad of paper. But we love. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw them down. You, you cannot underestimate the revenge factor enough. Uh, I, I mean, you can't underestimate it at all. I should say. Uh, what happened last week with an Emmanuel Sanders going up against the Steelers? Uh, James Jones going up against the Raiders. Uh, both guys, both guys just went off. Absolutely went off. I expect Deshaun to effort the same. To be quite honest, this uh, this Eagles team could certainly be beaten through the air. Uh, it could be beaten in any which way you cut it. But both teams are are vying for that uh, division still. I mean, Washington's on top of the division, seven and seven. The Eagles are six and eight, so they're right there in the hunt. Cowboys are the only one who's uh, ones who are out of it. Uh, the Giants are six and eight as well. So I, I mean, they're both fighting for it, and it should be a good game. Saturday, uh, the day after Christmas Day, should be uh, should be a good wide open game. There could be a lot of scoring in this one. Yep. Why don't they have multiple Saturday games? Didn't they do that last year and a couple of years before? Didn't they have? I think that's the only last in the playoffs. Two? Yeah, no, it's only in the playoffs. Really? Yeah, they'll only throw one out there on Saturdays. They're they're trying to give the NCA a little bit of airtime, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything we uh, anything else on those uh, eags? I mean, uh, Redskins. We're uh, good on the skins. Unless skin we're talking it? potato skins, I'll take some of that. Oh, sounds, <laughs> sounds good. I didn't eat enough today. I'll tell you that. And we actually, at the end of the day, at the office, we we did a test order for uh, an app we were working on and ordered beer, and we were drinking some beer at the end of the night, and so. Little buzz, not a lot of food in my stomach. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I've, <laughs> I've done something like That's that before. That's called cost effectiveness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> How many times is that one going to get played today? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I oh I can't spoil stuff, so I'm not going to say anything. The movie is so sick. All right, uh, Eagles. So. Uh, I'm going to pose this as a question to Stagbury, and I'll retort as well, but what's your take on the uh, the backfield situation at this point? Uh, I think you got to roll with Ryan Matthews, who has not been benched. So the thing is, you can tell that DeMarco Murray is benched when there was a third-and-one play or a fourth-and-one play, uh, like happened in last week's game. Yep. DeMarco Murray is perfect uh, on converting those this season, and he did not get put in the game. So... You know, somebody who's 13 for 13 in those situations, and you don't get put in the game, and you get played six snaps, you're fucking benched. Like, your time is up. 
So now it's a two-man backfield, and while it seems like it's great for fantasy, I don't know. Do you trust Darren Sproles? No. I guess the only guy you can maybe trust is Ryan Matthews. And if you trust Ryan Matthews, it's like you have to live with the fact that he could go for 20 points or he could do what he did last week and score like five or six. But you have to be okay with those two ends of the spectrum because that is both you know, definitely in the realm of poss- possibilities that, of things that could happen. Well, it, it would have been 6.1 points, but that's part of the reason why I asked the question is because he fumbled. Yeah. And I mean that's you know it's something that he had done in the past. It's it was uh, a malady that he'd been dealing with uh, you know earlier in his career. Can't say it's been a, a tremendous issue with him uh, as of late, but I don't know. It it just confuses things a little bit more. I agree with you. Though. I think he's the man to if you're going to trust anybody in this backfield, it'll probably be Ryan Matthews at this point. Washington can be beaten by the run, especially when they're on the road. Uh, when they're at home, it's not as easy to beat them. Uh, they, they seem to uh, handle the ball on offense a lot better. They seem to keep it in their hands a lot better uh, when they're at home. Uh, but when they're on the road, things uh, tend to go a little bit awry with them. So it's possible that Matthews can have a, a really nice game in this one. It's just it's really it's a really tough backfield to trust. It's another one of those three-headed monsters that you just you're not entirely sure one. You, I do believe that Matthews is the lead dog here at this point. Murray is obviously on the outs. I mean, I, I really don't know what they're going to do with him in the offseason. If there's going to be, uh, if they're just going to mend fences and say, all right, let's just nah, we'll move gone. on from he's it. Gone. But I don't see. Well, that. somebody's gone. I don't know which one though. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, I mean Chip, Matthews. Chipper, Chipper, Murray. But Murray's gone. They're they're doing this on purpose. They they're. They're gonna trade him. Well, or don't, they can't just drop him because they don't have to pay too much of their dough. Someone, someone will pay that salary. Well, I mean, Chip's getting his ass kicked now. I mean, the the Eagles have just fallen off a cliff basically at this point. You know, getting beaten forty to seventeen at home uh, is. I, I did you guys see that that stat that they put up? It's the Eagles. I think are the only team in the entire league in the last was it five, ten years, fifteen years, or something like that. That have more wins on the road than at home. Wow. The only team in the entire league, which is not surprising. I mean, I wouldn't expect any team to have more wins on the road than they do at home. The Bears have more wins at on the road than they do at home. That's, that doesn't seem like an awe-inspiring stat. Like, yeah. well, you like, say no, but I mean, I'm talking about over the last like 10, 15 years combined. Okay, like they have 59 road wins. Oh, and 58 you were talking about home. Oh, over a time span. I'm yeah. just talking about this year. Oh, no, no. I was no, like, yeah, holy yeah, yeah. crap. Oh, there's, okay. a bunch of, there's a bunch of teams. Let's quickly go through Ertz and their other positions so we can move on to a game that we're going to blow through as well. Uh, but we're, we're going a little slow here, Smellis. Ertz is looking great. Uh, I mean, he's just getting better and better in this offense. He's getting more and more trust. Uh, it seems like Bradford is actually getting better in the offense as well. Uh, so. Eh. I, yeah, well, <laughs> compared to what he was in the beginning, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't be any worse. <laughs> okay. It's a douchebag empty and a douchebag filled. Yeah, I mean, pretty let's much. Let's just remember that. Bradford's suddenly looking better because people like Kellen Moore and, uh, you know, are out there starting now. Kellen Moore and, what, Case Keenum are now at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So now you got to move Bradford up. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could put it that way. Uh, do I trust any of the receivers? 
No. Uh, I mean, Jordan Matthews had a great game, obviously, last game. But uh, do I trust it? No, not not in the slightest. He's a boomer bust wide receiver three like he's been all season. If you don't have anything else, I mean, he's worth it as a as a boom call. But, you know, if, if you have something else, it's definitely well worth playing. What round was he going in this year? Third, fourth? He was picked ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. So that is a He's awesome. a boomer bust week to week, but he's a bust on the season. Yeah, the, every, the whole team is. Yeah. The whole freaking team is. Absolutely. We good with them? Can we move on? All right. Yeah, we can move on from that. First game on Sunday, 49ers are going to be at Lions. Um, let's start with the 49ers, but let's let's make this one of our truncated games. I mean, let's see. Blaine Gabbert, don't trust him. Sean Drown, injured, day-to-day. Uh, you know, Mike Davis won't be coming back off that IR designated to return till next week. Signing Dewan Harris from that, you know, Seattle pickup, you know, drop, whatever they dropped him last Reeves week. off the Ravens practice squad. Yeah, you like the Ravens grabbing last week. Yeah. And then, you know, just guys everywhere. Like Kendall Gaskins. You don't you don't trust any of these running backs. You don't like come on now, you don't trust any of these wide receivers. Maybe Anquan Bolden is the closest to starting. But you just don't trust anybody on the San Francisco 49ers. I wouldn't play a single one of them. Period. Lions. Yes. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Abdullah is looking a lot better. His fumble-itis, though, is a real bummer. It almost lost in that game. The Lions seem to find ways to lose. And it usually comes down to a fumble or an interception yeah. or a shitty personal foul. Just, it, there's just no reason for it. Like it happened last or, game. Or a tap out of the ball out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. So what, <laughs> yeah or what, you know, whatever they the got, case. They've got, they've got some shitty beats this I'm season. I'm actually they? surprised they didn't lose to, to New Orleans last night. Uh, that was I mean, close. Like, if Drew Brees had a foot, I would, my, I would possibly definitely see them losing. If Drew Brees just had sat out that game, I'd be in a championship. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, yeah. That oh, you got beat by... Breeze, uh, Breeze and Hightower, and but basically he was. I mean, I was looking good because I had Ebron as well. If that Ebron TD had gone down, mm. I still would have lost the way Breeze came back in that fourth. But uh, stressful stuff. But I'm out. He go. So you know, Calvin Johnson over the last two weeks. You know what? One catch in each of the last two games. Last three weeks, his targets are at like under fifteen. Yeah, things aren't just looking good, you know, his ankle. But then, since he's injured his ankle, he's had a three-touchdown game. So it's like, uh, is he still hurt? Is he not hurt? Are they playing the decoy with him? You know, that's the question. I don't know. It's a tough decision. I will t- I'll will. I'll tell you, just from the eye test, he's not getting any separation. Uh, you can tell that, obviously, he's hobbling so, one way or another because he used to be able to at least separate on, on the deep side of he things. He started out little. slow this season. Then in the middle, he was electric, and all of a sudden, he looked like the Calvin of old. And then now, the last few weeks, he's got to be hobbled. There's got to be some sort of banged-up action. Age, age and wear and tear, they do catch up with you in the NFL. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Uh, Tate looks a lot better. Tate looks really good. It's it's interesting. I mean, he has the most catches at or behind the line of scrimmage this year, 40 of them, I think it is, which is absolutely insane. Wow. Um, but he's he's looking better and better. He was looking real scared in the middle of the year, beginning of the year, crossing the middle as he was dropping balls. Uh, he just looked a little bit iffy about things. But he's starting to uh, turn it on a little bit, and he's uh, got his confidence back. I'm glad that Stafford's given that to him. Uh, and i got to tell you, even though Ebron can't do a, a freaking thing besides uh, put a little speed behind catching that ball and running, uh, he is looking good doing it. You know, and against this 49ers defense, although they're 
I don't want to say they're underrated. They're just, they're, they're underrated fantasy-wise. They're not going to score you a ton of fantasy points, but you're not going to score a ton of fantasy points against them in certain ways. Uh, it, you look at, like, at them against quarterbacks, and they're actually not terrible against running backs. They're not, I think the running backs actually do do stuff against them, but wide receivers don't do all that well against them. Tight ends don't do all that well against them. Uh, so I, when it comes, neither team is playing for anything. I guess you got a, a few guys on the lines that I'm sure are playing for pride, playing for position next year. You know, Stafford's playing for, you know, co- you know contract coming up or wherever he's going to go or if he wants to stick there. I mean, he's playing for a little bit of his pride. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously Abdullah wants to take control of that backfield in the future, so he'll be trying his ass off. And it looks like they're giving him a chance to do so, which is nice to see. Other nice. than that... Let's move on. Let's go to the Steelers at the Ravens. Whew. Um, you start all the Steelers. You start all the Steelers. <laughs> plain and simple. Uh, I, Keith Miller's your borderline. Do I start him? Do I not? Or maybe Marcus Wheaton. One of those two. Those are your only borderline sort of starters. What do you think about them this week? Uh, I, did, I, I mean, I guess Wheaton's a, a, a toss in the hat. I mean, who, who knows what's going to happen with Wheaton? There are... Uh, you know, the games that Wheaton happens to do really well are against good pass defenses because they'll put the top guys on, uh, obviously, on, on Brown and on, uh, on Bryant. So Wheaton will obviously have the lesser coverage, and he'll be the one thrown to. In a game like this, they have no coverage. There's just uh, nothing going on. Even though Jimmy Smith will, uh, from what I hear, he'll be back. He went out the first play last game. Uh, but it turns out he's okay. He'll be back this game. Not that that's a huge deterrent, but you're going to play your Brown. Obviously, you're going to play your Bryant. Wheaton's very iffy. I don't see him getting a ton simply because it'll be easier to throw Brown and Bryant. Miller, I don't like so much in this game. Baltimore can not just guard the tight end, but you do like to have that tight end in for blocking purposes a little bit uh, with the Ravens rush on. So, uh, everybody else, you start. That's one thing with Heath Miller. When they play in the division... He averages lower catches, yards, just because they need him to block. Period. And that's what they expect from him. So, Keith Miller is off the streaming radar this week. Uh, plus, they're pretty good against tight ends. Yeah. You know, Marcus Wheaton, 11 targets, surprisingly, last week. So, he's going to be involved in this offense somewhat. Uh, you know, I think he's got 11, 7, 6, 13 since that real breakout uh, against Seattle a, a month ago. So he's going to be involved. Maybe he's one of those, you know, DFS coin flips, uh, you know, dart throws. Marcus Wheaton played at Oklahoma State, right? Marcus Um, Wheaton, Oregon State. Oregon State. Okay. Yep. Same. I wanted to tie something together with the DUI by Blackman. D Rex is rocking a bell verde. So, flipping to the other side of the ball, because you're starting D'Angelo, you're starting, you know, you're, I mean, even if it's a tough matchup, you got to start D'Angelo. He's doing it in the run game, he's doing it in the pass game, he's just doing it, uh, short yardage, they like to give him at least he's a shot. He's doing it, he's doing it, he's they, they doing it well. <laughs> they give him a shot at the end zone every week, so, you like his touchdown ability, and then the wide receivers, they're studs. Uh, flipping to the other side. Oh, Buck Allen's going to fumble and then get benched for the rest of the game and not really get any love. But then, you know, Harbaugh's going to say, he's going to be fine. Don't worry. He'll be right back out there next week. Uh, anybody else you want to start? Maybe Kamara Aiken? Kamara Aiken went off. 
Uh, you know, and, and I will tell you, this Pittsburgh pasty can be beaten as well. So yeah, I, I like an Aiken this week. You know, and I don't even like him just as a, uh, a wide receiver three. I, I could see him putting up some really good numbers, wide receiver two numbers. He's the one who's coming out with the big catches. He's the one who's uh, working well within that Tressman offense. And it, you know, I mean, it's a high volume offense. And you know, when you got Clawson running it like he used to a couple years ago or, or last year, or whatever, it's I mean, it's working. You know, it's just, it's just uh, it's working for him. It's not working so much for the team, but it's working for Aiken. So I like him as a uh, wide receiver. And it's also working for Clawson being a, uh, a, a clipboard holder and a backup quarterback in this league for years to come, which is awesome. Sure. So, Kamar Aiken has at least, like, six catches or five catches since week eight. Uh Every game's just been up doing it out there. But if you watch the game, it's like he wasn't putting up very, very impressive numbers until he caught a Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Pulled for the half. Mm-hmm. But he pulled, he, he pulled he, a Richard Rodgers. He did go up and snag it, so I'm not mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's been putting up nice numbers. I, yeah, I think he's more of a wide receiver three in terms of just what he's capable of doing in terms of ability than some of these other guys. But I, I don't. Love Kamar Aiken, but he seems to do it every week. It's like, do I start Kamar Aiken? I don't really want to, but I'm gonna. Move along. Move along. <laughs> I have looked at Kamar Aiken's name and, like, second opinion is like, just move along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, since week 12, I mean, you're talking about in the last four games, you have one, two, three, four, five different receivers putting up. 16 and a half or more points against this Steelers pasty. I like an Aiken. I, I got to tell you right now, I like an Aiken. Looking at what Sanders did to them last week and Demarius. Uh, the week before that, it was an A.J. Green. Uh, it was a, a Jermaine Curse put up 16 and, and a half. Doug Baldwin put up over 32 points against. I, th- I think you got to throw him in there. That's my call. Aiken this week. Throw him in there. I like him. I like it. Anything else to talk about on this team? No, not not really. Max uh, Williams could do okay. Uh, Pittsburgh isn't very good against uh, tight ends, so that's a possibility. team at Rex Ryan's team. What's going to happen? <laughs> That's why I thought you might have played that America's team here. Uh, <laughs> uh, very interesting. Um, so it's it's the Cullen Moore show now. The uh, the little lefty throwing that ball around and he's not throwing the throw, ball around. Are you sure? Uh, it, I guess that's uh, it. Looks like he walks it to the wide receivers on most plays. Let's yeah. be honest. Des owners are couldn't be happier. At least this guy's. It looked. It was a whole different deal. Come on, I like this guy playing for the next two games for this team much more for Desness. His his ball looks like a, a track ball. You remember that that game where you throw a track ball like yeah. got all this sort of spin and wobble over to it. 
Do you remember the game where you had like two strings tied together and you would just send a ball back and forth? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) Because he cannot throw the ball more than 15 yards. And I like it. It's ugly. <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's better than Castle, uh, maybe, I guess. I, it's better than Castle. Uh, for, At least for, he feeds Dez. That, that's all you've got to hope for. Yes, that's that's a fact. At and least let's be honest. Uh, we'll talk about him in this game as well. Beasley dropped two or three huge plays that would have been a big... Well, they would have got him first downs and could have got him a touchdown. So there were plays that were left on the table... For the old uh, Boise State fella. I shall not be talking about Cole Beasley because nobody is going to play him this week in their fantasy championship. Nobody so if you be. would like to talk about him, <laughs> we I just, just, just I, did. I, I call him out on a light uh, as, a, as a great DFS uh, dart throw uh, a while ago, midseason, and he came up big that day. So I'm still one day. And, and he can dunk a basketball. Can you dunk a basketball? I used to be able to dunk a no, mini, mini basketball. How, right how many points more. does that score me in fantasy football? It scores It scores more than... It makes me feel better if I play Cole Beasley and I lose. At least I can dunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like little white guys that are playing wide receiver and earning a salary in the NFL. Come on, bear with me here. I'm just, I'm just glad he has a knee that works like Danny Amendola. Oh. <laughs> so the best true. part is, if you think about it with the NFL going back to the Chargers and Bambi with uh, Lance Allworth, mm-hmm. if you had Lance Allworth playing now, don't you think he'd be like half the athlete that Beasley is? He's probably like Beasley back then versus. Uh, no, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. Like no. Stud? He, no, the Tran- reason why is be because he would have all the up-to-date equipment and shit to be able to work out on and get bigger and faster and stronger. Back then, I mean... It's we're, unfair. We're right. on a beach, you know, which, you yeah, know with, with Apollo Creed. <laughs> you know? he's, 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 at like, he's literally at the Venice Beach like weightlifting area. I'm doing a lot of pull-ups today. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what they got. Nowadays, I mean, guys get bigger, stronger, faster for... Where's fantasy going on this team? Do you like a, a D. McFadden? Do you like a Dez? I mean, it's championship week. That, those are the only two you can like. You can't like can. Terrence Williams. You can't like Cole Beasley. You can like Jason Witten for five for 50. Five for 50 is what you're getting from Jason Witten. Has he scored a touchdown like, since week one? No. Yeah. Two in week does, one. And the last zero. three weeks, he is averaging five for 50. He yeah. turns. Five for does. 50 in each. Every catch he makes is a turn, a stop and turn. It's a button hook style play. He's never catching it on the run, and his turning to go to the out, the, the right side of the field and run is so slow. Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, he it's maybe gets it two yards. Yeah, honestly, it's. Not, I mean, it's somebody's there already because he's so yeah, slow with it now. The yak with him right now is is, is non-existent. Yeah. So I no, it's. I do like McFadden simply because he's going to get a lot of volume. Played it simple. And uh, I guess you got, I mean, you got to throw out your Dez just for, I guess, the chance. Boom or bust, wide receiver three. That's Bryant. That's what he is now. I wanted to sit him last week in the league. My partner, I'm a partner with someone. He's like, he he could, he could, he could bust it. And you're like, yeah, you're right. I sat him. I would have sat him. It's just, that was a real dark throw to get something out of him. With that, with that quarterback situation. Surprised anybody's catching anything. I mean, but I like him. I like him with the with with the with the new quarterback. I really I, I think it's simply because he's just going to key on him all day long. Uh, and obviously, Kellen Moore doesn't give a shit if he throws interceptions. He, he <laughs> showed that. <laughs> Thank God. I what are they going to What are they going to do? Bench me for Matt Castle? 
exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the Bills side. Um, Tyrod Taylor, quick question. I want to answer both of you. You said it's splitting hairs, but t- we got a Twitter question uh, right before we started the show. Uh, Cousins or Tyrod uh, stag party? I would play Tyrod just because he has more of a chance to run the ball. Even though Kirk Cousins has five rushing touchdowns on the season. <laughs> Dog? Um, I, I think I'm, I would maybe go with the hot hand with the Cousins. Cousins has been uh, kind of on fire, and he tore up the Eagles earlier this year as well. And, and I mean, that would, granted, that was at home, but still, I, I, the Eagles are just so beatable. It's kind of unreal. And, you know, you got a healthy Deshaun finally. You got a good receiving core. That, that, I kind of like a Cousins in this one. The, the Bills are a little bit beat up at this point. I mean, Clay is beat up, and you know, Watkins had his injuries this year. Robert Woods is out for the year now. Uh, and now McCoy's out too. He's got, he doesn't have his backfield to dump off to. I mean, I'm yeah. just counting on Watkins being a monster. That's all I'm counting on. Like it's Ty- proven. Ty- Tyrod's gonna rush for like 50 yards and then throw it to Watkins for a couple. That's all I know. <laughs> I, you know, I guess that's that's what you can hope for. ROI value of the year, Watkins. Okay, I mean, maybe sweet. he hasn't played the full season, so. But if you look for it on like a points per game basis, it's like he's just demolishing it lately. Every game he seems to score a couple touchdowns. Uh, you know, you're not really I, the only real question you have with this team. You know, Shady McCoy tore his MCL. That's gonna matter a lot. That could mean a lot more volume for Tyrod Taylor than you expect. So he's done for the year. No, he's week to week. But that sounds like the torn biggest. or, or strained. Yeah, and torn. McCoy's gone. He's not. He's not playing again this year. They, they no called it. They said he still could play this weekend. That that's what's like unnerving to me. Like, come on, bro, you're you're like out of it. Like, just, just let McCoy go on the shelf. Just let, let, let Carlos Williams and Gillisley, who's looking good, yeah. let them run the ball. Have a torn MCL party with no men invited. Don't attach the Buffalo Bills uh, brand towards this party. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for some good times. Yeah, I mean it. It's not like they're in it, you know, at this point. Might as well just sit them down. I don't know. There's not much else to talk about with this team, to be honest. I, I mean, I do like both Carlos Williams, either Carlos Williams or Mike Gillespie can go off. If if it turns out throughout the week that you're hearing that Carlos Williams is just fine and going to be starting and uh, getting some volume, then, yeah, I, I'd have full confidence in him. I'm, I'm a little bit iffy on it, though, because he was supposed to be back this last game and going to take that back up role. He did have a little bit, but Gillisley did too. And Gillisley looked just as good, if not better, than Williams did. Either one can go off against this uh, this Dallas rush D. So, yeah, I mean, but I do like a Carlos Williams a little more. Well, he uh, Gillisley had uh, the longest touchdown of the season for him. That was a nice little play. Just, oh, yeah. It opened and the, this, the, the, the seas parted for that fella. Let's go to the next one. Our Bears down in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Alshon's hurt again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tissue? <laughs> yeah, soft tissue injury. <laughs> he, he probably needs a tissue for his vagina at this point. Should I be a dick? And there was one guy that I was battling with on Twitter. I don't remember his, his, his handle. Uh, right when he started coming back. Should I be, should I be a dick? Nah, I'm not going to nah. be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's a quick question, and then you guys go on with the Bears. Do we re-sign him or not a chance? I think so, unfortunately. Yeah. You is, just it can't... A, is it a, is it, what kind of deal is it? 40, 60? Probably like 50 over four or something. Maybe 
12 million dollars a year. I don't think he gets that 15 million dollars a year that these other guys are making, but he's a he's a wide receiver one. I mean, no, sort of no doubt about it. When he's not on the field, we are not nearly as good as on offense. Uh, there's, no, there's no question. It's great talent. If the guy had that heart and had that work ethic, it'd be a whole different. He wouldn't be injured like this. I just I hope to God we don't resign him. To be honest, I got to tell you, it, it was very interesting. Unless it's like forty mil. For like Brandon that. Marshall pushed him. Brandon Marshall pushed him, and it seemed like Jeffrey was working out really hard with Marshall when Marshall was here. I wonder if Kevin White has that same sort of mentality. Because if he does during the offseason, it'll be interesting to see. Because I th- it, it's almost as if Jeffrey needs something to push him. I think that's... You know, he doesn't have other. that heart on it. Yeah, I think that they will push each other. So I think well, it once, would be a great re-sign. Especially after these million, That's my fear. The 50 million fear. Roy Williams style. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit. I think he's just... He's never going to create much separation. So he's never going to be a guy who could do it on his own. Like he is not a guy. Who, he he needs True. another guy to you know stretch the field so he can run slants and run crossing patterns and go up and get jump balls. He's just not a guy who who's Julio who could do it on his own. And it's true. In all honesty, I feel like Jay's missed him a lot this year. So if he could just beat play every week, I love the dude. Sure, he's got that talent. There's no question about it. I'll move on. If he could just play every week or just not be such a puss bag. He's so sick. I mean, as if he could play every, if he's playing 16 games per season, he is without a doubt a top 10 wide receiver every year. I would be. I, I'm extremely in excited. Hopefully, they, I, I hope they do bring him back. I would love to see him and White working those outsides together. I, I mean, agree. I agree. He's averaging it's 90 not my yards money. a game. It's yeah, not my money. He's a stud when he's in there, plain and simple. It's just if he and whether he's ever in there. It's that's that's really the only question with him is his health. Can he keep it? Can he? You know, his over under is 11 games. Every year, pretty well, much. Ah, come on, man! That he's played two full seasons before this. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's true, but he How always does seem play? to have like Nixon. Fine, he's over under with serious injury. He'll play through some of them, but all right, move on to the next one. I, it's enough. I, I want. It's I just want an injury-riddled year. It happens to the best of them. Well, it's uh, it, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, if, if Jeffrey plays, which I, I, I don't know, I haven't. I haven't heard. It's not sounding too good. But from Chicago Sports Talk Radio, they're like, oh, he's got another one. Now it's a groin, or now it's a hamstring. We're not sure. You know, that just doesn't sound like, and then, you know, Fox not wanting to comment. It's something you're going to need to monitor all week long. You know what? If you've owned Jeffrey this whole year, yeah. you know that you just have to check Sunday morning on the fucking guy. And you know when Period. you play him or when you're not. We just. When 900 years old, you reach, look as good you are not. Hmm? <laughs> Go to the next guy. Perfect, uh, Run, running back. Forte. Uh, Jeremy Lakeford. Jeremy Lakeford. I can't. We can't decide either. <laughs> <laughs> they're both awesome. I, I love watching both of them. They're they're both uh, they're both. It's a really good duo to have. We're not going to have the same duo next year. Obviously, I did. It looks like Forte will probably be moving on. Looks like they're going to be okay with, with Lakeford, and which. <laughs> Leads me to, it, it leads me to believe that they're probably going to ride Forte a little bit more towards the end of this year. Instead of seeing, I think they've seen what they have out of Langford, and they know it's good, and they're okay, and they're fine with that. Yeah, so why risk him? Go. Yeah, why, why, <laughs> why, why get him injured when you have a guy who's 
just turning 30 right now, who's probably going to be gone. Why don't we just ride Forte and give the fans, you know, a couple more games riding his back? Uh, that 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 would be my guess is that they'll probably ride Forte in this game. That that's just a guy. Uh, you look like you're. I have no idea. No idea. Okay. I have no <laughs> idea what they're doing. Defined the running Vader's leash. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. <laughs> you talking to Stags? <laughs> <laughs> I, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Oh, okay. I'm a rookie at this stuff. I ain't no Houdini. <laughs> Who is? Like, he, every week it seems to be a little bit different with how they split it up, and they just seem sort of content to give them both, you know, 15 or so touches, take the ball out of Jay's hands a little bit, sort of minimize, you know, his passing attempts. And if Jeffrey were to sit, so your only real threat on the outside is... I don't know, Zach Miller, who's been out of the league for the last three years. I think they could both see 20 touches. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Eddie Royal, it's, uh, come on. Um, Mark Mariani, who I just, <laughs> I just don't understand. He, like, he keeps getting a lot more. Uh, he, he, he's he ca- integrated well, more and more. Into this. He catches everything that's thrown his way. To be quite honest. Just please we, stop throwing him the but ball. Stop throwing him the ball. Please. No, I like him throwing the ball. Just don't have him in the punt return. Or kick return. Because <laughs> oh when he is, he's back there, he might catch it most of the time. But, oh, my God. It is stressful. Oh, he, it, he's, a, he's moving around. He's like, uh, why did, how did I get... How am I the punt returner? What? I, I think it's the least stressful thing. Because I know he's... Calling for a fair catch. Good point. But he'll muff it. Every time he doesn't, I, I, it just runs through my mind that spoof movie where the kid catches a, a punt return and, and they just cut, him in, cut half. him in half. <laughs> it's just, that's all I can picture with Mark Mariani. It's just him splitting in half. Uh, it's, it, I mean, obviously, outside of a Jeffrey at this point, the receiving core is unplayable. Although, you know, like you said, Zach Miller has been doing really well and he's been a. a, a Great revelation, actually, for the Bears this year. Go to the Buccaneers. Um, I got to tell you, I, I really like a Winston in this game. The Bears' defense has been in utter collapse ever since I jumped on board. Pretty much <laughs> <laughs> about, three, about three weeks ago, three, four like, weeks We're ago. being really coached up, coached up. I can't believe, dude. They were, they were kicking Not ass for a while. I, did. I, I was, I was, I was. The Bears' defense was kicking ass in the middle of that year. They really were. They it seemed like they had pulled things together. I like it the way you said that year. The one we're in this year, but you're, you're I mean, we, you want, I just you want to forget two it. Different years you want almost. to forget it. Uh, but yeah, we almost do want to forget it. But um, they have been just torn apart rate, uh, lately. Uh, pretty much anybody could do anything against them right now. I see Winston having a great game. I see Martin having a great game. Um, I see Evans having a great game. I see Sefer <laughs> Jenkins. Having, I see them all having a really good game, including a Charles Sims. So the last time.
I thought you were going to save that for Eddie Lacey when we talk about how fat and asthma he be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I will. I'll, I'll figure out something else. But it's a good point. Good point. I, now I know. Like I told you, I'm not good at this stuff. The truth is, dog, the Bears are going to get their asses whooped by the, in fantasy football by the whole Buccaneers team. Never, it's going to be just a... It's going to be a Bukaki type party. On the, Here's on the, the thing. The last time we thought the Buccaneers were going to do that, they, they shat the bed. That's true. <laughs> so I will not put all my chips in the basket. I might pick one or two, like Doug Martin and Mike Evans, but I'm not going to come out here and say Austin Safarian Jenkins is going to tear it up because Jordan Reed tore it up and because Kyle Rudolph was okay. Uh, I'm not going to put all my Can money Can I ask up. you one question? Are you going to put the lotion in the basket? Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> I like it. Charles Sims had another little nice game, though. He's good for six or seven points. <laughs> like I said, that team, they just they give up it's six to 11 uh, fantasy points to the, the, the uh, second back coming in the game, and that's what exactly what he put up. What was it, six point? Something point six point seven points. Uh, that's right on cue. And to actually, to, to be honest, it's the same thing with the Bears. They always give it up to the passing down back. And it seems like Charles Sims has been playing really well in that role lately. So he's definitely, I think, a good play as well. You mean week. after they were toasted by Jarek McKinnon last week, who you haven't heard from all season? Pretty much. Uh, AP going down for owners at the wrong time. That was problematic. McKinnon coming around, but... One who wasn't going down for the for his owners that took him in the late second round or third round across the board. Mike Evans showing up when it counted most. That first half, I mean, I think he had three catches. He had an R, three catches for like sixty yards that first half. Good times that second half. Didn't score a touchdown, but um, you know, putting up a lot of catches and, and putting up a lot of yards. Evans next year. I'm an Evans guy. I just think he dropped so many passes this year. I think he'll clean that up for next year. I would have a tough time trusting it. I'll tell you that. But I don't know. the only thing he's got to work on, and this is a guy that has been playing football, organized football. I think what he started his senior year of high school is when he started playing. So in the in the grand scheme of things, this is a guy that's been playing the game for like. Six years. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely understand that. Here, here's my problem with Evans: is that whenever he has somebody legitimate on the opposite side, whenever Vincent Jackson's playing, basically, Evans somewhat disappears. You know, yeah. three for thirty-two. You know, four for forty-one or something like that. What, what the hell is that? Now, if you're going to be dominant, you got to dominate whether you have somebody on the other side or not. But when he's alone out there, I mean, he's the only person that wins and throws to. You get 18, 19, 20 targets, you're bound to do something with them. Sometimes he puts up monster numbers like he did last week with the 170-something yards or whatever. Other times, you know, he drops six, seven passes. Those are monster numbers, too. So he always puts up monster numbers. Yeah, one way or another. (laughs) Uh, I think we can pretty much move on from this game. You're starting your guys pretty much if you have them on the Bucs this week. Panthers at Falcons. Let's breeze through this one. Just talk talk about the guys we need to play. It's a great game. We know 
A great game it was thirty-eight nothing last time. No, not not a great game. It's a great fantasy game because if you got Cam, is he gonna score you five touchdowns? Very well, might do it. He might. He, he might. Uh, is he gonna get you hundred yards rushing? Might. He might. He might. Oh, that guy's ridiculous. <laughs> the kid is. Uh, well, I, I think he's cemented. If you ask me, I think he's cemented he's his bid for MVP. MVP, he won. For, you know, he the, won. There's the, just it's, no doubt about done. that. He's uh, he's something else. He's something special. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I can't. I still got to tell you, I, he's this, there's something about him I still just can't stand. Um, it, it, even in that commercial he's doing now with Greg Olson, just the uh, it's almost like he treats him like like. Bullshit, like little kid fan, like get out of my way, kid. You're you're in my bucket. Get out of my lucky. Uh, <laughs> get out of my ice ice bath. Yeah, get out. You know, I like that commercial. That's, I mean, yeah. that's it's my just, lucky. It's my lucky ice bath. <laughs> yeah, yes for it. Doesn't, you know, I don't know. He's just so get out of here. He's get just out here. a smug fuck, if you ask me. I, <laughs> but he's really good, and he's he's really really good, and obviously he's uh, not just MVP of the you know the actual league, but he's MVP of fantasy. Plain and simple, if you ask me. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially where he was taken. I mean, yeah, a lot of people thought he was going to fall off this year, my, myself included. You know, I just didn't see him, him. He just doesn't do that. He just doesn't. He, the, the kid's every a year he's top, Every year he's top five. We, remember, you were saying yeah. that more than ever for the last three years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just, he starts the first four games, crap. And then from that point on, is just dynamic beast, beastness. And I was going to say, you lose your I was going to say bestiality. <laughs> You, you lose your top receiver for the year. You don't think that the guy's going to get better, but he got better because of it. I don't know how the fuck that happens. Ted Ginn, Jericho Cotri, Devin Funches, and Philly Brown. Philly Brown. Somebody said it on the broadcast. It's like, they gave this guy four punt returners, and he's putting up these kind of touchdowns. <laughs> I was like... You were right. Yeah. <laughs> Three power returners and a real tall guy who can't catch. And a ro- yeah, and a rookie puss. <laughs> but you know, Ted Ginn's turning out, dropping passes, catching two a week. Like if it weren't for Doug Baldwin, we would be all over Ted Ginn's jock right now because he has like seven touchdowns in the last three games. Yeah, uh, he's a, he, and he's not dropping the ball. Yeah, he's dropping some. He's uh, still dropping some. He dropped the three, last two three touchdowns in the last two weeks. Not yeah. no. Yes, yes. No, those were two. And this week he caught everything. No, he dropped the touchdown. Did he? Yes. I was watching the fucking game. Yeah, he dropped mean. one. He was going down the streaking down the left side of the field. This dropped, week, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he's gonna drop you a touchdown every week. You just don't. Here's what you do with Ted Ginn. You do not watch the fucking game. And you look at his box score afterwards, and you see that he caught two touchdowns, and you don't say another word. You don't yeah. care about the ones he dropped. <laughs> he would be the most frustrating player to watch if you have him on your fantasy team of all time. I couldn't watch him week to week if I had him on my team. No chance. Every ball he drops, there goes another TV. Every ball he drops, bam, there goes another TV. I gotta go, you know, I'm, you're, I'm down to like my handheld TV from TV. the 80s. I've got a little TV for you. Are you, are you dwindling? No, I got oh, a little okay. handheld one from the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> let's go use that bad boy. <laughs> so, uh, you're starting Greg Olson. What about the running back situation? Oof. Um, it, it's, I don't think that Stewart's gonna be back this week, personally. Why? Why would he be back? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there's no reason. I mean, they just named him to the, the Pro Bowl. Which was a nice selection. The, the Panthers actually had ten players selected to the Pro Bowl, the most of any team. 
uh, which was well deserved. I mean, that team has been it's 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 unreal how dominant they've been this year. But uh, I don't know when it comes to that backfield at this point. I don't know. Our artist Payne is looking all right. He didn't look bad in that game. I didn't expect him to get that many carries, uh, but I think it was more that uh, he started getting more carries when they were up a bunch. And then the game got obviously close towards the end. It was a, it was a little strange. But he doesn't look that bad. And I, I think that he probably gets the carries again this week. Atlanta could definitely be beaten on the ground, as everybody knows. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. He's, he's worth a dart throw, if you ask me. You know, if Stewart's definitely not playing, you got to check that at the end of the week. Um, it's my, I don't believe he will play. There's no reason why he should play at all. They have things wrapped up. Uh, so I, I, and I, they can obviously win without him in there. So might as well go with Artis Payne, and I think they will. But check back at the end of the week. Otherwise, Artis Payne is a, it's not a bad call. Uh, otherwise, learn like, to know the dark side of force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. Otherwise, yes, that's a fact. Um, otherwise, you're looking at a, a Tolbert who nope. didn't get didn't <laughs> get anything that I thought he would. Um, five carries for ten yards, and uh, you know, no touchdown, obviously. Which they gave him they, a red zone carry, though. They did, they did. But if he's not getting a touchdown, he ain't worth shit. Fozzie Whitaker put it in a situation with t- trying to hold that. Hold on to the ball a little too long. That almost cost him the friggin' game. Uh, what, what happens there? Is he is he the guy again this week, or is it Fozzie Whitaker? He's still the guy. It's still the guy. He's, he's still the guy. Uh, Fozzie's just Fozzie's Fozzie. I mean, there's there's nothing really to say he's, about Fozzie. He's, he's a jag. small. He's a jag. A jag? Yeah. Like yeah. Fozzie? Yeah, just another guy. Just another guy. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I never heard that before. Is that, is that a well, Jag is a Jag is a is a Pittsburgh word, but a, a Jag in your sense is an NFL word. I like it. <laughs> so it's a, it's a meeting. Of, it's the it was the best of uh, times and the worst of times. Tale of two cities. Um, so coming to the wide receiver core, I think that you got to play again, just simply because he's on such a roll. I know Atlanta's not uh, the easiest to score on when it comes to uh, receivers, but. Lately, they've been uh, falling off a little bit, so that's uh, definitely worth a dart throw. And lately, Ted Ginn caught two touchdowns for 120 yards against him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just two games ago. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy you want to play. The other ones are, uh, you would be... Touchdown throwing. dependent dart throws. A complete nothing. P- pick your poison. Exactly. Olsen, obviously, you're going to play. Moving on to uh, Atlanta. Go, go real quickly with this team. Uh, let's see. You're going to start Devontae Freeman... I mean, just because of sheer volume, he shouldn't be, you know, put out of the game as quickly as he was last time. They sort of just abandoned the run game. Carolina got up real quick. But he's still going to be involved in the pass game, even if he's not involved in the run game. Uh, he's just getting a Probably more, more so with this attack. Yeah, potentially. Uh, then Julio Jones, I still think you got to start him, even if he's got Josh Norman. As he said today, they play a lot of cover, too. Like, that's true. Once they motion the wide receiver, they are going to zone. Let's just hope they actually do some smart things this week. Because last time they played, they weren't really smart when they were in the game. And then late in the game, uh, Julio sort of got some you know garbage time points and ended up with, what, seven catches for 88 yards. So owners weren't, you know, too depressed. But Julio should be okay. I mean, yeah, could he shut him out? Sure. 
I mean, Josh Norman is good. We've seen that he can be good. We've seen that he can get under people's skin. We've seen that he's a Pro Bowl corner and he's one of the best defensive players in the league. So, I'm just counting on the Falcons being smarter, even though I don't think I should be. Uh, Jacob Tammy sucks. Uh, didn't catch his one target. Uh, Tevin Coleman's a handcuff. You don't need him anymore. Uh, Roddy White hasn't done a goddamn thing all season. Doesn't have a single game with over... Uh, Double-digit fantasy points, and there's nobody else you should care about. So nope. Matt Ryan also sucks because he's going to throw a couple picks and maybe one touchdown. Yep. All right. I'll do it. Let's move on to the Colts at the Dolphins. Start with the Colts. Who's in a quarterback? Because what did Chuck Pagano say about Matt Hasselbeck? Uh, it's... it's uh... So, tore up from the floor up? Yeah, tore up from the floor up. Or, uh, <laughs> tore up from the foot. From, from Tore up from the toe up. <laughs> something like yeah, that. Yeah, tore up it? from the toe up or something. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good description for a 40-year-old uh, quarterback. Every time he gets hit, it looks like he is never getting up again. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and, uh, then would, and then he sits down for 10 minutes, and then he's thrown on the sideline again like, ugh. I just need to get through this season. I mean, he's got to retire after this one, right? He's done. <laughs> I would hope he's so. He's done. He doesn't want to do this anymore, but he's just got to. He just feels obligated to to play out his contract. I think. Well, I, I mean, he's a gamer. I mean, if you're playing football at 40 years old, you're obviously a gamer. You know, you get you 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 obviously love the sport enough to to put your body through something like that. At the you know, I mean, it's a massive um, you know people that are coming at you every single second. Every Sunday, uh, when you're a 40 year old, it's got to be scary as shit. So, but uh, is, is he playable th- this week? Uh, no. Uh, the, the chance of him lasting a whole game is uh, not worth the chance. I mean, t- Miami's defense has been pretty bad, but I still wouldn't play Hasselbeck. And uh, Hilton came out and was complaining about uh, them not going down the field more, not using the speed of their receivers. And I, I tend to agree. But I don't know if they have anybody with the arm to get it out there to, to them. On or people who can block. Or people who can block long enough for the guys to make it 20 yards down the field. So, I mean, that's a, obviously a, a terrible situation to have at this point. Um, but the Dolphins' defense is bad enough that, I mean, you, you still got to gotta play your Hilton, obviously. Uh, Moncrief surprisingly scored last week. He was uh, last-second um, in for the game. He was supposedly not going to play. Then last second, uh, he decided, you know what, I'm feeling okay enough. I'm going to play. And he scored early, but then he was really not really there for the rest of the game. They didn't really target him. They didn't really target anybody else. It was just nothing Nothing you really want to see. Uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton got just five targets. and Yeah, but this is a totally different defense they're going up against. Uh, Miami is... Not a juggernaut, to say the least. So, you could probably start your Hilton. You know, Moncrief's been what he's been all season. Uh, sort of a boomer bust wide receiver three. That's just what you got to count on from that guy. You know, uh, the tight ends haven't really been involved. They did what? Didn't they give Dwayne Allen a rushing attempt? I the think one so. <laughs> uh, and then Frank Gore is going to get something like 50 or 15 touches. 15 to 20 touches, but they're probably only going to go for three yards a clip. 
So you got to hope he gets in the end zone. Uh, you know what? Against this Miami team, I, I could see it three and a half, four yards a clip. <laughs> so I, honestly, it's, it's, I, he'll put up some RB2, low end RB2 numbers. He's the steady, consistent force that if you, you know, if, that, if that's what you got on your team, that's what you got. I, I think he's you know worth playing just because he will give you a certain amount of points for sure, and especially against this defense. But I he's mean, not going to give you a ton <laughs> either way. He needs 194 yards in these last two games to get another 1,000-yard season. I wonder if that's something, you know, they try and feature him a little bit more. Uh, but uh, I doubt it. No, <laughs> you know, it's, at this point, no. <laughs> I doubt but, it. But 16 carries, 16 carries, 13 carries, 19 carries, 14 carries, 28 carries, 22 carries. He's been involved. He's going to continue to stay involved. You just gotta hope he somehow, you know, finds his way into the end zone, or else he's gonna give you that five or six point outing. Yeah, pretty much. And until luck comes back, it's just you're, you're kind of hoping for the best with a lot of these guys. I mean, yeah, like, like I said, you gotta play your Hilton. Um, you know, I mean, Moncrief's kind of a crapshoot at this point. Uh, but I mean, Gore, steady force, and that's pretty much all of the Colts. Moving to. Other One side. of the Dolphins. Let's cruise through the Dolphins here. Those motherfuckers. Those motherfucking Dolphins. It just, <laughs> I just... Like, has there been a bigger fantasy coaching staff that you'd like to stab in the face? Well, <laughs> which, which, which staff? The, the, the staff that was there early this year or the staff that's there now? Every single one. <laughs> like, oh. whoever it is this season is just, like... I guarantee Lamar Miller's leaving. He's, oh, he's even yeah, a Miami guy, and he can't wait to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Can I, can I just get it, go to a team that's going to give me 16 touches a week? Like, give me something here. Like, and that, who's not going to replace me with JHI? Are they trying to see what they're getting from JHI for next season? Like, because why would Dan Williams care about that? Because he's get, Dan Campbell, because he's getting fired. Like, there's no gotcha. chance that guy's keeping the job. I, th- I think that Lamar, um, if he's healthy enough, which I, I think he will be. I don't, I don't think the injury's really uh, that bad. I think he's going to push to get enough carries to try and get him up to that 1,000-yard mark as well. He's, he's right in that same position that Gore's in. Um, needs a certain amount of yardage. Can, do you have it right in front of you? Uh, 219. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's doable, uh, especially with this first game here against Indy. Uh, being in Miami, where he plays a lot better uh, at home. So, I, I mean, if he's good to go, I like his chances of having a good game in this one. Um, I think he's going to be pushing for, give me this damn ball, or or else I'm out of here for sure. And I don't think that they want to determine that before the season's over. I think they'd like to at least give him something to think about in the offseason. You know, I don't know. That, that would be my guess. I think they like what they see out of Ajay already. I don't know if they need to push it all that much just to see how much more of it. I think they know what they have out of them. And I, I would like it for the future, for sure. Um, I just wouldn't trust it in your championship game to, you know, for them to all of a sudden switch to a Jai and you make the call of, I'm going with the Jai and look, I called it. They switched to him. No. But do you like Lamar Miller? I do. I do like Lamar Miller. Like I said, if he's good to go this week, which I believe he will be, um, I think he's the guy to go with. One, he's better at home. Two, Indy is very easy to score on in terms of fantasy points. And three, he's fighting for something. So it's, I think it's a, it's a good play to have, assuming his health. You like Landry? Who else do you like? Who else do you think you could put and slot in your lineup with, 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 with 
wishful thinking and promise for your championship. I know. Uh, well, he's in everybody's lineup every Sunday. It should be. And that's a vow. Very Starts uh, Devontae Parker. You can't start Kenny Stills. You can't start Jordan Cameron. The only guy you can consider starting is Jarvis Landry. The question is, is he going to get enough points to be relevant and standard rather than eight catches for 64 yards where he's middling in standard but a destroyer in PPR? And that's what he was all about last year. So. He's he's a he's a tough one to gauge. All right, let's go to the next game, and that's going to be Patriots at New York Jets. Keyshawn Martin, the number one wide receiver, it's looking like. Oh, so that means I don't like anything. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not sold that Aileman doesn't come back for this one. You know, I just don't see why. Like, why Patriots don't put him out there? How many targets did uh, Marsh, Martin have? Sorry, I didn't even... Last, last week? Yeah. Did he have a lot of time? I mean... Well, Amendola's out. Everybody's right. out. Like Edelman's out. You know, the only guy they've got is Gronk. Uh, so, the question is... No, it's that's not the only guy they have. They have a Leonard Hankerson. Who you was can, injured two weeks ago. Played ten snaps last they, week. They picked up Hankerson? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's a great pickup, to be quite honest, with all the injuries they've had. Run with him in these last couple of weeks... Throw him in there, see what he could do. Why the hell not? You know, everybody else is injured. He's got a chance to do something. And that offense, it seems like whoever walks into that offense immediately has a giant role and does something. Joey Iacefa? Iacefa. Oh, my goodness. I mean, where the hell did they come up with this guy? And he led the team in carries last week. I was, uh, I mean, that's... That was, that was Bill Belichick just pissing on you. Just that was. That was a Jonas Gray-esque, you know, situation. He loves to do that. He loves doing and that. And they shit. got Steven Jackson now. Yep. So, the only running back you can trust is who? James White. White. Yeah, yeah, James White. With, <laughs> with catches, not runs. Even then, he'll get he'll get his little three to five rushes, and he might score from that third down play. <laughs> you never know because they do do that. He just keeps scoring touchdowns, yeah. plain and simple. And that, uh, to be quite honest, I, I mean he's he's the guy I probably would go with this week over anybody anyway. For sure, you know. I mean, the, the they Jets, tried to get Bolden going. They tried to get it. He just he just couldn't get the yards. The Jets are tough to to run against, but you can catch passes against them being a running back, and you can at least score a touchdown uh, in that fashion. So it's not going to be easy running for anybody in that team. So, I, I mean, I expect, every time that they've basically played the Jets in the last couple few years, they stray way away from the run. 
It's it's not much of a running game. Actually, a couple of years ago, they they ran it up. Uh, they ran a, a two man tandem against them where they racked up like twenty six carries. But after that, I think the last five games they've only had like ten carries a game against them. So it's going to be passing, and that means pretty much James White and or Bolden. I mean, I can see Bolden, you know, catching the pass and doing some things in there too. But uh, James White is a guy to play pretty much, I think, in that backfield. With the Bill Belichick starting in your championship week sixteen games. A lot of things up in the air. There's one. Set for stun. <laughs> Set for stun. Pretty much. You're going to be stunned when you see the you know, box score that they've got guys you've never heard of catching passes because it's bound to happen. Oh, yeah. yeah Brandon LaFell actually had a decent game last week. Four for 88. Didn't drop, what, very many. He only had five targets. So yeah. His targets were definitely down. But I think the only guy is you can roll out there with confidence are, you know, James White, uh, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Anybody outside of those three guys, I think it's a risky play. It's a dart throw. Good luck. Yeah. Let's go over to those New York Jets, Jets, Jets. Thank you, Brandon Marshall, for coming out today, thanking, uh, you know, your teammates and everybody for making the Pro Bowl and thanking Fitzmagic by calling him Fitzmagic. He said yes. that? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like... I don't know. He's a goddamn wizard. Have you seen the beard? Uh, I think... And it's, it's, it's cut down. He's been on fire since he got that thing shaped. Yeah, Fitz, ma- Fitz magic. I told you I was going to do it anytime I could. It didn't I quite come through that. last week, though. Uh, not not that great of a game against Dallas. Uh, Cowboys are sort of tough, man. They are. Cowboys are kind of tough. I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to playing the pass. I mean, that's what kind of what I was saying about... Earlier, when, you, when you're talking about Tyrod, first of all, I, I don't think he's going to be, th- be able to throw all that well against him. They'll probably throw double coverage on Watkins. I don't want to go back to that game. But uh, it magic. He did not have that great of a game. Uh, granted, he did not have that great of a game last week against Dallas. It was, I mean, what did he throw? Actually, he threw for like 290, 299, something like that. But only one touchdown, one interception. It wasn't quite his normal fantasy game for you. I yeah, he usually throws two touchdowns in one interception. Exactly. Is he a starter? Um, what? Oh, this week? Yeah. Uh, he's right on the cusp. He's right on the cusp. It's it's difficult because New England does have the Jets' number. They know how to play against him. They held him back well earlier this year, so I I, I don't know if he'll put up that great of numbers. But they're at home this time. The Patriots are outmanned somewhat in this one. They're they're undermanned, I should say. So uh, Fitzpatrick could have a nice game. He's right on the cusp. He's actually right there where I have Taylor, just outside like the top 10, basically. They're 12, 13 for me. Because a lot of our listeners are feeling... Don't fail me again, Admiral. Yeah. It's, is, is, is Fitzmagic going to fail people in the time of need? It's, uh, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, man, going up against the Patriots when it counts, I don't trust it. Yeah. I would have a very tough time trusting it. Uh, it's, uh, Belichick just knows how to, how to take care of that team, you know, whether Ryan's there or not. Well, I'll, I'll use this as a pyro promo moment, and that's uh, pyro pro. We'll merge pyro pro and Dogmatica's rankings together. Uh, sign up for Pyro Pro. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to talk about what you get from it. You've heard it enough. If you are listening to the show for the first time, 
You'll listen again, and we'll talk more about Pyro Pro action then. But Dogmatica's weekly rankings, he's crushing it always. Um, just we're delivering in that piece, strength of schedule. We're delivering uh, Pyro Power rankings. We're doing a write-up per each one. We're giving you the DraftKings and FanDuel salary for those players. And it's unbelievable. And Dogmatica is one of the best in the industry at picking the right lineups and picking the right players and doing his player rankings. It's ridiculous. Check that shite out. It's you can only you can only see five of them for free if you're not a Pyro Pro, and all of them see all of them across quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. If you're a Pyro Pro, check that stuff out. It's forty bucks for the year, which is a calendar year. I mean, if you sign up now, you'll be able to get this till the twenty second of December of next year. Do it. Throw down the 40 bones. Give yourself 365 days of this stuff. There's no off-season for us. Make it happen. Make it happen. Let's do it. We don't we don't talk and promote our stuff enough sometimes, and then other times we promote it probably too much. But at the end of the season, give yourself the gift of Pyro Pro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what's up with that running back situation? They're going out there and pissing everybody off, giving Chris Ivory, what, two touches in the second half? Um, thanks a lot, you know, you motherfucker. You know, Bilal Powell's suddenly the man. Uh, you look at the numbers, and Bilal Powell's been much more, you know, efficient and effective and playing more snaps seemingly every week and just... It sort of turned around in like week 11. It's suddenly the Bilal Powell show with Chris Ivory asked to be an early down thumper with not much else. It's it's more matchup based and partially matchup based. And secondly, Ivory, you can tell, is breaking down a little bit. You know, he's he isn't finishing runs the way he was early early in the season. And it just it seems like it's the teams that they've been playing lately that the passing down back is just going to be able to get more action and do more with it. But so, Dallas is not that team. <laughs> no. No, I got no. You can no, run all over Dallas. That's true. Everyone knows that. That's true. That's true. And so that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, even with the carries that he did have, what, I mean, what was he, 10 for 18 or something like that? If I remember correctly, just he wasn't doing anything with what he did get. He didn't look the same as he did when he was rolling early in the season. Uh, I don't have Han Solo. I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, he was the captain of the Jets for a little bit. Uh, a, a jet of a different sort. It, it, it's trouble for him. But is Bilal available for people? I would guess. Some leagues, yeah. Yeah. Do you like in the championship week? Do you like throwing throwing the die down and saying Bilal's going to keep get keep this up? No, I, I actually, I, I do believe. I mean, I still think that he's going to get a, a decent amount of touches. But in a game like this, I think they are going to try and pound uh, Ivory in this one. I think they're going to try and keep the ball out of the Patriots' hands, and the best way to do that is controlling the clock and controlling the ball. And Ivory's the man to do it. So I, I think that that's what they're going to do. They're going to try and pound him uh, as much as they can, ride him at least as far as halftime, if not into the third, depending on the, the score and what's going on there. But that's the way to do it here against the Patriots. That's the way you're going to have to do it against this team is to keep the ball away from them. And 
that's uh, that's Ivory's role. That's what that's what he's going to do. So I still have Ivory. I contemplated. I mean, I. I I had to just uh, just because I wanted to see what other people were thinking. A lot of other people were thinking that Powell's going to just outscore Ivory from now on. Not just for the rest of the season, but in this next game. I can't see it. I do believe that Ivory's going to be better than Powell in this game. So I would still start an Ivory over him. I don't have Ivory as high as I used to have him. Uh, he's more in the uh, the RB2, low RB2 range uh, for this one. Just because the Patriots are pretty darn good against the run, to be quite honest. But... He's going to be pounding it, and they're going to be running him all day long. Take away the best player. If they, who do they think is the best player? Last time they played, they stuffed Ivory to 17 carries on, what, 41 yards? Yeah. Uh, he did score a receiving touchdown to help his fantasy day. That's his only one of the seasons. You can't really count on that to happen again. Uh, you know, I, he'll probably get a boatload of carries. He just needs to be more efficient. And he could be in the 3 to 3.5 yards per carry again. So you're just hoping he scores a rushing touchdown. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really love him. Is Decker? I don't really hate him, though. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean Decker, no, what, what, what's... Uh... Marshall only went 4 for 67 in that game. Dropped, you know, so dropped a lot of balls. Yeah, I mean, uh, Decker had a better game, 6 for 94. And he had more targets. He had 12 targets to Marshall's 7. So it seems to me that they were actually probably taking away Marshall a little more and just letting their run defense take over. But that was in New England. This is, one's in 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 New York. So it's going to be a little bit. Playing? Of, huh? Is Decker playing? He's all good because he he had an injury. Uh, again, I haven't he heard an anything about game. him. He, he came back to came, the yeah. field in that game. Yeah, place. So not the long term. No, no I wouldn't expect it. Over. And let's see. You know, Decker's was the better receiver last week, and he could be again. You know, this is one of those where the Patriots like to take away the number one receiver with Malcolm Butler a little bit. So the number twos get to usually feast a little bit. So, you know, I, I like Decker a lot. Yeah, third, third down, 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 receiver, receiver, receiver extraordinaire. Decker comes back to the quarterback and makes plays. It's, it's, it's magic. I mean, it's can you remember at any point, at any time, in any fantasy season you've ever seen where a number two receiver on a team has put up eight or more fantasy points in every single game, I can't even... That's unfathomable. Over 80 yards or a touchdown in every single game this year for Decker. Every single one. That's insane. It's nice. I I can't think of a single team that's ever done The only time I can think about early 90s Alvin Harper... Every game, I can't imagine it being every game for him. Yeah, you're right. He was Feaster fan. Yeah, Eric Decker is the most consistent receiver in the league. Yeah, we gotta remember that Eric Decker is now a top ten goddamn receiver because he has ten touchdowns on the season. Awesome. Insanity. It's awesome, and only one hundred yard game. Yep, which was recently though. But so. he's still legit at PPR. Yep. Ah, good, good, good times. I oh, love really? watching the way he comes back to the ball. Are we done with the Jets? Yes, sir. Yeah, right, I don't text. even have a tight end. Kellen Davis, my old no. Michigan State boy. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm not going to let you do that. No. Yep. I won't talk it up. Texans at Titans. We know. Uh, <clears throat> let's start with the Texans, obviously. Smorgasburg there. But um, go. I want you guys to talk about it. Brandon Whedon. It's a Brandon Whedon, folks. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> And uh, to be honest, if Hoyer can't even get uh, cleared by then, they don't have a backup. They're gonna have to sign somebody off the off the street. 
So it's a it's a Brandon Whedon. And it's gonna be Brandon Whedon against Zach Mettenberger. It's a winner, boys. This is this is gonna be a fun one. <laughs> Let's hurry this up. Uh Nuke is the bomb in that's it. He's a Pro Bowl receiver. You're starting him. Let's see who else you're going to play there. Alfred Morris came back and got a boatload of carries out of nowhere. You mean Alfred Blue? Alfred yeah. Blue, yeah. <laughs> he did. They said, I mean, from what he the really coaches did. were saying, he, looked, he was a man possessed out there. I think he thought he was losing his job, and he did. He, he went kind good. of ballistic. I was, it, was, it was impressive. I, I, did, I can't say I saw it coming because every time I watch him, he's very mediocre. Um but he looked good. He looked really good in that game. And I think he's going to do just fine in this one, too, to be quite honest. But his nuke, obviously you're starting. His nuke can have a good game in this situation. Obviously, you got a weed and throwing it to him. But nuke's been not the greatest over the last few weeks when he was coming off just unbelievable domination for most of the season. When, when you get a quarterback out there who isn't tremendously familiar with the system, they acclimate themselves with the best best. that you got, period. And that's going to be my guess is that he'll just be tossing it up to Nuke pretty much all day, all day long. Uh, I don't want to, actually, I don't want to slight Griffin. If I remember correctly, we didn't like to use his tight ends quite a bit. So it wouldn't wouldn't shock me if he went to Griffin a a bunch in this game. And it's one thing you can't do against the Titans is uh, that tight end can definitely get some good work there. But I don't know. It's uh, Brandon to Josh Gordon. That worked for a while. Did you hear about Josh Gordon? I, uh, every, yeah. 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 Okay. Did we? Um, no. Oh, no. Josh Gordon. Sorry. Josh sorry. Gordon's been doing awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the offseason. Yeah. You're talking about uh, Black. Just, Black. Just Josh, no, Josh Gordon. Yeah, we talked about that a couple shows ago. Yeah. He's working his bells off. Hopefully he comes we'll be, back with All offseason. Once they clear him to come back in the league, he's going to be right back in the mix with all those receivers where... He's going to be a top tier. I wouldn't he's even gonna, rank him in the top twenty. Just, just I'm just no, scared. But, but he's a. I agree. But he's a top. He's going to be a top four round kind of guy. I'm not saying you're. Gonna I won't him. draft him then. <laughs> you don't think so? Seeing that, you know what? I, I I'm. I've learned my lesson. I'm taking my chances on talent from now here here on out. I would take my chance on him. Um, I'd. You know, I thought that uh, that Evans was just going to get pass after pass after pass from Winston, which he has. But I chose Evans over DeAndre Hopkins, and I should have taken the talent over over the volume. And I, I'm, I've learned my lesson. I am going Gordon next year if he's coming back. I won't be afraid of him getting caught doing anything if he comes back and they accept him back and they put him in that starting lineup. They better be damn sure, and he's, he better be damn sure that nothing wrong is going to happen. I think he can withstand himself for four months during a year. I would take my shot. <laughs> You're asking a lot. It is asking a lot. It's asking a lot. But if I'm, a, I'm on board with it, too. Dude. I'm on it's board with it. But the upside of it is endless. If it falters, is it any different than taking a running back that got a knee injury? No. no absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would take my chance. Take the upside. Absolutely. Uh, back Stags to this game. He will, he will not be in my top 20 wide receivers. Well, we know. He'll be number 21. <laughs> like, that's it's fine. fine. <laughs> you no, guys that's can totally cool. You like your players over, over a season. I, I do. You'd sort of need them. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, like that ex- I like that explosion factor. Um, the Titans have kind of, I don't know, uh, thrown in the towel a little bit. Yeah. When it comes to, especially on the defensive side. They were doing really well earlier this year, and they've just kind of fallen off the map. Uh, so, I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me if Blue had a really good game. 
If Whedon is throwing it all day long to Hopkins, I could see that having a, a good hookup. And uh, Griffin, like I said, could do some, some work against his Titan defense. On the other side of the ball, um, oh, I, I forgot to mention, there's a kid that they're trying out, that they're um, taking a look at as a third down back, Akeem Hunt, who is actually fast as fuck. He went to Purdue, and uh, he ran like a 4-4-40, had like a 10-foot-2 uh, broad jump or whatever. He's got all those like you know, uh, gym skills that you want in a kid. And he was undrafted, and they, they picked him up, and he looked really good. And he's super fast, and it looks like Grimes took a back seat. And I think that Houston, now that they know that, you know, they're not really going anywhere, there's nothing really going on there, they might as well take a look. I don't know if, you know, obviously I wouldn't be sold on a, a Jonathan Grimes by any means. and uh, I don't know, man. Houston's still well, pretty likely to go to the playoffs. Yeah, but when you got a kid like this who looks as dynamic as he does, when you already have a Grimes that you know what you have there, you know what you have in Polk, you might as well test out this kid. And they did last week. They gave him more carries than they gave uh, the other two guys. And he did well with them. So, I mean, he's uh, and he catches passes. Which is a really nice asset too. So, I think that he's uh, he's somebody that they're going to use in these last couple of weeks. At least take a look at him. I don't see why they would throw him in there for week fifteen and not throw him in there week sixteen. Keep him on your dynasty radar, but well off your redraft radar. <laughs> yes, I would not keep. I'm just throwing that out there. Yes, for dynasty purposes, I don't see him being a factor really this week. Don't. It wouldn't be a shock to me if he put up some decent fancy points. I'm not saying to start him, but just keep that in the back of your mind. Dog man, I told you. It's like Akeem Hunt, uh, kid. He's got some electricity to him. And the one thing I'll say about Dog Manica and Stag Party. Strong am I with the force. They're strong mm. with the force. Mm. They're strong mm. with the force, I am. So the Titans, uh, you don't really like anybody. Um, you yeah. might like, uh, let's see, Delaney Walker. Yeah, that's the most. Had a big game this week, but it was on two catches. One was a fluke, yeah. but he seems to do it every week. Uh, didn't make the Pro Bowl. Got the alternate little snub uh, yep. behind a guy named Travis Kelsey. Uh, but you know that's one thing that's a little bit you know fantasy. Kelsey and... did actually come through in the big game. Had his, had it, he actually had the better game than he's had yep, for yep. honors in a long time. Touchdown would have been nice, but we'll take it. Uh, Delaney Walker's just been consistent as fuck in terms of fantasy points per game. He's one of the best out there. I think you got to start him if you own him. Uh, he's the, We've gotten a lot of Gates versus him questions, though, which is a tough one for me to answer. I feel like you're splitting hairs. So uh, Green Beckham came through a little bit. Uh, I think he had what, 119 yards, looked pretty good, uh, made some explosive plays down the field, but let's just remember, let's temper our expectations. In terms of fantasy points per game, this is the worst wide receiver core in all of football. Uh, there's nobody worse. You can't really count on any of these guys going into your Super Bowl. Uh, maybe in DFS, you're looking for an interesting sort of guy, or maybe as a replacement for ODB, you're looking for a guy who could... Uh, bring you a little bit of boom, maybe that's when you go to Doriel Green-Beckham. But uh, I wouldn't count on it against this Houston team that's been pretty tough against opposing wide receivers and can put you know the pressure on opposing quarterbacks because we know that Zach Mettenberger is sort of a stone statue in the pocket. Pretty much. Um, 
what I, I do like Antonio Andrews this week. You know, it's it seems to me that uh, he's going to get a lot of volume in this one. I think that he's shown to be the, the best all-around back uh, of the crew uh, that they've got going on here. I, I, David Cobb just can't seem to get more than you know two yards of carry uh, in any game that he's played. Actually, a few weeks ago against Jacksonville, I think he had. 3.08 uh, yards of carry, so that was a, a winner game for him. But uh, Antonio Andrews, yeah, he can catch passes out of the backfield, and he can bust uh, you know holes through the middle. He's got some strength to him, but he can get around the outside a little bit too. Listen, he's not the end-all, be-all, but in a game like this against uh, a Houston squad that can somewhat be beaten uh, you know, when it comes uh, to the run game, I like him. He had eight, a little over eight fancy points against them earlier this year in Houston. So if they go back to it, uh, we could maybe expect anywhere from eight to ten fancy points. If he gets a touchdown there, who knows? You struck pay dirt and got yourself a, a nice uh, RB two for your team. I mean, well, you, got some, you got some last last words. I'm somehow surprised that David Cobb isn't fast through the hole. Oh wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. The last of the uh, early games is the Browns at the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, the Browns? Well, I, I, you know what? I mean, they have something in Manziel. He's, he's not the end-all, be-all, and he's, I don't think he's the type of quarterback that's going to bring him to the promised land by any means, but it's better than what they've had. And, I mean, they're going to ride him for as long as they can right now, which is fine. And they'll probably go, you know, looking for another one in the offseason or looking for, you know, the draft pick or whatever. But he's doing all right. You know, he's even against tough teams. He's, you know, it's not like he's shitting the bed and throwing four interceptions or, you know, having to walk the ball to people like Kellen Moore. I mean, he's, he's at least getting it out there. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know the, the, the string game. It's you know, so I, I don't know. Isaiah Crow, we can move on from Mancy. You're not going to play him in your fantasy playoffs, obviously. Uh, moving on to, a, I guess, a Duke Johnson is. I don't see him doing much of anything in this game. The Chiefs are stout against the rush. Uh, obviously, I don't see Crowell doing much in this game. Being on the road against Kansas City, it just doesn't seem like they're going to do a whole hell of a lot. The Chiefs are still fighting for that division. If I'm correct, uh, I think they're least nine for, and nine and five. For, yeah, at least for they're they're one of the more likely teams to go to the playoffs. playoffs so they're if, still fighting for it in the wild card, at least. Uh, the division, you know, Denver's tough, but it's going to be a tight race between them, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough for what, one of these good teams going to be left out. Sure, there's a few nine Always and five happens. teams. Yeah. And then, of course, you got the seven and seven team that makes the playoffs, who wins their division. It's, mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable. What's it going to be? And the, the NFC, you got to get to have Washington or some other seven and nine or eight and eight team or whatever is going to win their division. Don't remind me, Giants. And then Houston or Indianapolis or somebody's going to be seven and nine, eight and eight or something. Just to look. Anyway, so I, I mean, back to the game in hand. I, the only guy you're probably going to start when it comes to the Browns, obviously, is, as we mentioned before, Gary Barnage, who uh, seems to be able to do it even against really tough defenses, and KC is the toughest against tight ends. So, to be quite honest, you're not in luck when it comes to that situation if he's the guy you've been riding all year. But, I don't know, you say it's tough to sit him at this point. Moving to Kansas City. 
What do you got, Stakes? There, there was a concerted effort to get Travis Kelsey the ball last week. That was nice to see. Uh, everyone else, you know, Alex Smith did sort of Alex Smith things, and you know, Macklin was fairly quiet. Uh, Sharkandrick West was quiet outside of one big run. Um, but who's getting more volume last week, West? Or where? Where did not officially play a snap. They used him in only an emergency role. So they activated he, him simply for the emergency role, which is a bit of a bummer. He got absolutely nothing. Uh, but supposedly he'll be back playing this week. Um, I still expect West to get the majority of things. Uh, where will maybe be used, you know, sparingly in there. Make sure that he's healthy going into the playoffs. They, I think, they like that one-two punch of of West and Ware in there. So uh, I do expect West to have a really good game. This Browns defense, not all that great against the run. So expect them to do a little something there. And uh, Macklin's the last guy we want to talk about on this, and let's move on. I mean, against this Browns defense, I, I, I think you got to start them. You, you could, anybody can do anything against this Browns defense. It just depends how Kansas City is going to distribute the ball is the only real question mark. Uh, you know, Macklin's got gotten what I think ten targets, uh, average over the last four games, but was pretty quiet. Just seven for fifty, but he also scored uh, last week. But he's just been consistent. The targets have been there. Um, so you know, I like Macklin, I like Kelsey. If you're looking for the position, you know, like your Kendrick West. You just like the Chiefs, and then yeah. Alex Smith's a middling of the road option. Very middle. With his desbian or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that the name for his dick? <laughs> is it called, I don't know. Is it yeah. called the desbian? <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. It was nice the other day to have me on, on air be like, yeah, I just kicked you in the balls. The ball. The ball. <laughs> just repeating. Just repeating. <laughs> We're going to the Jaguars at the Saints. That sound, This game for week 16 sounds like fantasy goodness. The fantasy go. If you got players in this team, holla, holla. Well, I guess the big question. Holla. Not holla, holla. The, the big question is obviously Drew Brees. Um, supposedly he has torn plantar, plantar fasciitis. Yeah. So the, he's going to go to Dr. Andrews and see what the story is there. Plantar fasciitis or, um, or uh, the other one? Torn plantar fascia. Is yeah, the, torn plantar fascia. What was the other one that everyone used to get a few years ago that we were plantar talking about? Plantar fasciitis. Yeah, no, no, the, yeah. Uh, the one... The Liz Frank. Liz Frank. Liz Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liz okay. Frank, yeah. So no. he doesn't have Liz Frank. 
No. Well, you gotta be honest. I was playing against him last night, and I, when he was hobbling, I'm like, Liz Frank, Liz Frank. How does that help you when he's still playing? I was playing against him. <laughs> if he had Liz Frank, I would have been in a championship. <laughs> Stop talking about your league, stag party. <laughs> yep, so all I'm talking, I'm doing about it. True Breeze. Uh, we probably should talk about the Jaguars first and Blake Bortles. Who, yeah, sure, sorry. Who you absolutely love against the safe defense because Matt Stafford's done it against them and so has pretty much every other quarterback uh, in the entire league outside of Jameis Winston. Uh, if you take out the games Jameis Winston has played, they're averaging nearly 26 fantasy points a game against them. Please play Blake Bortles over pretty much every other quarterback in the league. You could also probably start Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns as, you know, a one and a two. Uh, you could probably also start Julius Thomas because they're awful against tight ends. Uh, and at running back, you could start whoever starts at running back. I believe Yeldon's coming back this week. I'm going to throw that out there. And uh, I believe he's going to be pretty much healthy. I think that he was ready and raring to come back last week, but... Uh, they decided to keep him out a, another week, which I, I can't say I blame him. He's a rookie and everything, so you, you don't want to bust up your 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 future, you know, at the, at the backfield position. But I think he's ready and raring to come back, and I think he's going to have an ass kicking game. And to be honest, Bortles will he won't set the a record himself, but the Saints will set a record due to Bortles giving up the most passing touchdowns ever in a season. Yeah, to, I can see that. Yeah, the Saints defense will. <laughs> Uh, the record is 40, and they are at 39 right now. So Yeah, i, I got to say it's pretty good odds that Bortles get to two. Yeah. And, and probably a pick to someone who can't even pick the ball off in a regular game. But probably. Bortles is good at that. Yeah, probably. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, by the way, holy fucking headhunter. Jesus. I, I mean, I, I never was a big fan of Browner in the first place. But in that play going across the middle, there, you know, kind of by the five-yard line, I think it was, where Calvin made that catch. Browner just launched himself. He's six four anyway, and he launched himself straight up at the head of of Calvin Johnson. What kind of fucking asshole does that? Regardless, I mean, he just doesn't belong in the league. He's he doesn't awful. belong in the league anymore. He's awful. Plain and simple. He is awful. He has uh, the most penalties of anybody in the entire league. Anybody. I don't even know how that's possible. Or a corner can do that. And that's, I mean, that's how bad he is. He literally has to grab people and just his like, personal. Fight. I don't know the over under for this game, but if Drew Brees is in, it might be sixty. <laughs> like they never really put it above fifty, but it could be sixty in this one. It will probably be the highest of this. It'll almost definitely be the highest of the season. Uh, you know, two teams um, from different divisions usually means uh, maybe a little bit more scoring. All right, two from from different conferences. Different conferences yeah. in a dome with. Two very good quarterbacks and two lackluster defenses. Please, Drew Brees, be in. With like, nothing please. to play for. It's just, yeah. It just seems like a fantasy goo. Free for all. Free for all. Big time. So, so let's see. We talked about the Jaguars and how you're starting pretty much all of them. Yep. Uh, the only thing that's going to happen is if you have to play Denard Robinson, do you feel confident in that? If Yeldon is out because he's got his own little injury, what do you think? God. They're saying they want him back this week too, Yeldon. Yeah, no, and yeah, I think Yeldon will be back. Yeah, but if Yeldon, don't if, feel good about Robinson if that if he, Yeldon's back. If Yeldon's back, I I I wouldn't play Robinson. Oh no chance. But but if yes, I do like him against the Saints. If they sit Yeldon one more week, or if they sit Yeldon for the rest of the season, then yes, I do like Denard in this game. I mean, I've, 
He, he probably should have done better last game as well, but I guess he played through the injury, whatever. He had some sort of injury. He played and, every snap. So, yeah, he played through it. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. I don't know. It's... Oh, it's all Sprint, much of hocus pocus crap with the, the little injuries. Everybody's injured. Don't give me excuses. He just had a bad game, whatever it was. I don't trust him all that much in the first place, to be quite honest. But if Yeldon's out against the Saints, you got to play him. And um, going to the Saints side of the ball real quick. Hightower, you got to play. Uh, I mean, is it the greatest play in the world? No, but it's, you got to play him against the Jags defense. Uh, Cooks, you're going to be playing. I'd, I would like a Sneed. You know, just for volume uh, alone, I think he's he's a decent play in in, in this one. Ben Watson is uh, a stud who All should definitely against be played. An awful defense, who everybody scores on except for Jacob Tammy. Yeah, you're pretty much playing everybody except for C.J. Spiller. You're playing every single person in this game except for C.J. Spiller. Pretty much. How the mighty have fallen in the preseason. I should have expected to find you holding Vader's leash. I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. Oh, yeah. Get in there, you big boy. What you smell? Who's the best thief in David Pulevin's time? All right, I'm the... <laughs> Packers at Cardinals. Well, this could have been a game where a lot of stuff could not have happened if Tyron Matthew... The honey badger was playing because he, he was, don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck, and he could have done things against Randall Cobb that nobody else in this defense will be able to do. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, it's a bummer to see him go out for the year. It's a bummer what happens to the Cardinals, man. I mean, they, it's when their team is rolling, and it seems like they're going to be a, a force to really be reckoned with. Important guys, whether it be on offense or defense, last couple of years, whatever, just go down, and it's a, it's a it's a real bummer for this team. I still think they're going to win this game. I don't think the Packers are half the team they used to be. When you got Aaron Rodgers calling for more snaps out of Jared Aberderis, there's problems there. There's just plain and simple problems. It's if, not looking good. You know, I mean, Devontae Adams is not... I mean, I don't know if it's because of his injuries and he's just hobbled by those, but he just doesn't look all that good. Cobb uh, just isn't quite... You know, Cobb isn't the same without... A speed guy on the outside, opening things up in the middle for him. Without a Jordy Nelson there, this is just a very, very different team. Uh, Eddie Lacy... Did they run a play last week where uh, Devontae Adams was supposed to get vertical down the sideline and Randall Cobb was supposed to run a speed out? I saw Randall Cobb run into Devontae Adams. He was that, yeah. It, <laughs> That's how slow he was getting off the line. It's just I was terrible. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And just that just proved everything. I, I think you're right. Obviously, Jordy Nelson is the man on that squad, but I think Cobb's really not that great. He's a good player. He's not that dynamic. He's not that fast. He's just okay. Uh, and Adams is. Not that great at all. No, he, he, like I, I said, mean, I think Cobb's overrated. There are certain people that need somebody else there, and Cobb needs that uh, somebody to open up that offense. Without an open offense, with a closed offense like that, when you're playing only thirty yards, twenty-five yards deep, he's got no room to make anything happen. The thing is, he can do dynamic things. He can take balls out of the backfield. 
you know, he can catch balls over the middle. He can even run a deep route or an in and out. He's, there's a lot of things that he can do if it's an open field offense. Without an open field offense, he's just, he's closed down. He can't get more than seven or eight yards in any sort of, you know, situation, whether it's a pass or a handoff. If Crowder was role reversed with uh, Cobb and he was on there, on that team, is he any worse? Is, 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 is Cobb any better of a player than Jermaine Crowder? Yes. Uh, Appreciably. Jameson Crowder? Yeah, Jameson. yeah. Cobb is still better than Crowder. Crowder is still a, a pipsqueak. You know, I mean, Cobb is tough at least. Uh, and sturdy. And yeah. Sturdy. I, just, I don't think that, injured. He gets, always gets injured. He's, uh, he's also, I mean, he's like a former running back, too. I mean, the guy does have t- toughness to him. Um, it, Crowder's just a pipsqueak. I mean, there's no way that Crowder would be able to do the same things that Cobb does. But I understand what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. that same type the of... Role reversal. Is, is, is Cobb a great player in the league in the way we think about him if he isn't on that team? It's basically what I'm saying. I, th- I think he would be. I think he would be. I, th- I honestly do believe that this, this whole offense is completely hampered by the lack of speed. They have no speed at all. And, I mean, when you have Eddie Lacy behind the line, too, it's literally the slowest team of all time. Of all time. I mean, I think that Starks might be the fastest guy out there when he is on the field. True. Uh, it's, and that's the it's saddest not, thing it, to say. It looks noticeably that way. Yeah. I guess I brought up Crowder because they're both Kentucky guys, right? There's some, some limitable reason it why maybe, I yeah. Crowder. James and Crowder went to Duke. Duke and Kentucky. Those are the same teams to me. <laughs> yeah. Their uniforms are the same. When it comes to football, you might as well be the same. I mean, they suck at football and they're good at basketball. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Good point. Same program. So uh, mine works that way. Trust me. Talking about you know Randall Cobb, he should be able to get open against. They don't have anybody who can cover him now with Matthew gone. True. But the question is, you've got to expect you know six or seven catches for eighty yards. He hasn't had a he's had one hundred yard game this season, uh, and that was early this year. He hasn't topped you know eighty one yards, you know in the last five weeks. Uh, just hasn't had a touchdown in the last five weeks, and it's just not good news coming for him I'll, right now. I'll say this. If you had or have Randall Cobb on your team, my guess is you're not in the game this week. You're not in your championship. Yeah. Some if people he, are. Some people are. And you know what? If if so, it wasn't because of him. Yeah. You know, so you and, could start? Start? Uh, it, Someone I, else because of him. I would suggest playing somebody else, but if... If you have to take the crapshoot on him, go ahead, simply because it's possible because of the Honey Badger being out. But other than that... Um, I mean, Adams isn't going to do anything because of Patrick Peterson. Plain and simple. And I don't even know if Peterson will play on Adams. Adams seems easy. Okay, or more, James Jones. James Jones. I would Either one. put him on Jones. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the Cardinals side of the ball. Actually, no, real quick, you got to talk about the, the running back situation. If they're going to play a running back, I would go with Starks. Over Lacey in this one, plain and simple. Uh, first of all, I think that uh, the Cardinals will go up on the Packers, which case I think the Packers are going to have to start throwing the ball. And Lacey, uh, you just you don't need him in there, don't want him in there in situations like that. Starks <laughs> is playing better. He's a faster player. You're going to have to play a little bit faster against this team. And I'd, I see Starks getting more more playing time than than Lacey in this one. If you were hoping Lacey was going to turn it on towards the end of the year, uh, bummer. Sorry. Good 
Yes, master. And fall. <laughs> uh, sorry, Eddie. I do some major work in the offseason. Cut off about 75 pounds and uh, you'll, you'll be good to go. And have in your mouthpiece a, uh, a not a uh, breathalyzer <laughs> inhaler. Inhaler. Breathalyzer. <laughs> I think we need to breathalyze you right yeah. now. <laughs> hey, I made that obvious earlier today. Started drinking in the office before coming home. I can't. I think I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna have order it's, it's, a cheeseburger after the show's <laughs> over before I edit this thing. <laughs> Starving. Cardinals. Let's go over to the Cardinal side. The Cardinals. Let's see. They've got three awesome receivers, and two of them will be good in a good giving week, and the third one will probably suck. So picking out which ones will be good and which ones will suck, it's going to take a little bit of work. Uh, the uh, Packers aren't really great at covering the slot, so you got to think that Larry Fitzgerald gets back on the right path this week. Uh, playing at home, Larry's you know usually one of those guys who's a dominator at, at uh, in Arizona. And, you know, Michael Floyd is able to get deep. John Brown is able to get deep. And, oh, my God, did John Brown drop some balls last week. That would have given him a huge week. And then, in turn, given Carson Palmer a huge week, who had one of the quietest weeks he's had all season, because David Johnson. Holy Holy shit. David Johnson is already, what, a top ten running back? And he's barely... No, he had a bunch of touchdowns early in this. Like, if you look at the state of running backs this season, it is ugly. There's maybe, there's five or seven people in the league with more total touchdowns than David Johnson. Uh, There is like five people in the league who have more rushing touchdowns than David Johnson. And he's been a part-time player for ten games this season. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, He just went off. And if you owned him in a semifinal matchup, you'd probably won because of him. Um, he took away from you know the receivers doing the things they usually do because they just weren't needed. Is he just 178 yards? What three scores? He's an animal. He was an absolute animal out there. It, and I mean to be honest, it, it wasn't all that surprising in, in that game. But um, wow, it, he's something to behold, and he's uh, he's taking control. You were talking about the three receivers earlier. Do you think that? I don't know. Do, do, do you think the age is has shown on Fitzgerald as the season's gone along, or do you think that the injury that Michael Floyd had early in the season took its toll enough that when he came back and he was fully healthy, he turned it on like a mother? And John Brown's early uh, soft Andy. tissue, uh, you know, the tissue, you know, problems with him early in the season, those have cleared up, and those guys have just turned it on. So. It, Fitz has just been a little overshadowed, or do you think Fitz is starting to fall off? I think he's just been overshadowed by these two guys coming on rather than him falling off. He still looked, you know, he's able to create separation and do these things he does in the run game, just destroy people oh. whenever he decides to block, and it's every play. His ever. blocking is just amazing. It's just, it's really something to behold. It's fit. For all you young wide receivers out there, it's taking a little uh, Eddie Olchek to the to the table here. I like it. Uh, 
Watch it. Watch what Larry Fitzgerald does out there when a run play is called because he is uh, some special. Or when a play is called, then it isn't his number. He's still playing his ass off, putting on hard blocks, and that's the way to get it done. That's longevity, and that's going to make you the bucks. He just hasn't scored since week eight. I mean, yeah. And then earlier in the season, he scored in bunches three and two times, but we knew that wasn't going to sustain. So the question is, like, you had to play him like. You have to play him in a PPR league. Like, if you're playing him in a standard, you got to expect the five to seven sort of points out of Larry at this point. Maybe he can get in the end zone this week uh, against a Packers team that's. I'm hoping for a shootout in this one because that will help everybody in this in this offense. Absolutely. I mean, it, I think that everybody's rooting for a shootout. Luckily, the, I mean, the games in Arizona it could be. You know, if it was in Green Bay, I could see it uh, kind of being a mutter a little bit. But uh, the fact that it's going to be in Arizona will definitely give it a chance of being a shootout. I mean, with, with uh, you know, Honey Badger out, with Matthew out, it's definitely a possibility. I just want to tell you guys how they roll in the, the field. All right, <laughs> 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 uh, let's go to the next, the last game of the, uh, the late nights and or afternoons. That's Rams, Seahawks. Start with the Rams. Just start uh, with Todd Gurley because that's all people give a fuck. Yeah, that's it. Gurley against the Seahawks. Ugh. I mean... You play him because you probably don't have anything better than it, but... It's... You know can what? He, can, they, can he do it this week? You know what? Here's the strange thing. If you are in your championship, my guess is that you have done a little makeshifting. You might have Gurley on your team, but you've probably also... Uh, you probably also have guys like a Carlos Williams. Or you might have a Buck Allen. You might even have a Christi, picked up a Christine Michael. You might have a Yeldon. Uh, Tim Hightower, all these guys, Charkandrick West, all these guys could be on your team. David Johnson. Uh, it's been the, the running back position has been such a fuck job this year that you have you really could have any of those guys could do better than Gurley this week. Any of the guys I mentioned. Top Cameron, five running backs on most uh, fantasy championship rosters: Charkandrick West, yeah, uh, Buck Allen, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, the next would be a this is David a Johnson. Johnson, and then there is Doug uh, Martin. Uh, Doug Martin is one, and then there's one more who you would not expect, and it's not Devo- it's not Devonte Freeman. It is D'Angelo Williams. Williams. Yeah. So those guys were not drafted early. Like, no, you picked up these guys late, and you're riding hot streaks. Absolutely. And so I think you know Gurley is on a lot of championship rosters as well, but. What you're hoping for from Gurley is what you know. a lot of these guys have done against Seattle. The top flight backs have rushed for like 40 yards and a score. Yeah. Or 80 yards and you know, gotten Couple 40 passes. yards through the air. Exactly. You're, like, you're just hoping for 10 to 12 to 14 points. Ugh. Remember. It, I, I would have a tough time telling you to sit the guy because he could go off at any time. But this is Seattle. It's in Seattle. Uh, they don't have. They have Case Keenum back there. Nobody's afraid of them passing the ball. It's uh, th- th- honestly. I mean, if you have, I, I, honestly, I have Christine Michael ahead of him. I have Tim Hightower ahead of him. So I, I, honestly, I, listen. I, like I said, I can't tell you to sit Gurley because it would really suck to sit Gurley and him go off. But. Wow, I, I mean, if running back two, more than running back one, of course, right? Yeah, 
You're just hoping for a touchdown. He's probably not going to get more than 75 combined yards. But what I'm saying is, like, if, if you are in the championship right now and Todd Gurley's on your team, I guarantee you probably also have... The Maybe Pyro Pro team does not. Doug Martin or <laughs> Devonta Freeman or David Johnson. But think about AP it. But think about it. Can you really play? I mean, you got you got Gurley. He's a guy that probably got you in the championship overall over the over the, over 14, the course of the season. Probably helped get you there. Can you really sure. sit? He's not that guy that you can sit. No, like I said, I can't tell you. David to Johnson, you can. You just, but a lot of the others, you can't. I'm just gonna say you can, you can't expect. Any more than 12 fantasy points, and I think that that's t- top end. T- 12 to 14 fantasy points is the most you're going to get out of Gurley this week. And that's he hasn't done all that much more other than one game over the last six But honestly, seven I think the, mo- the most realistic is seven fantasy points. Seven, maybe eight. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the other side. Unless you got something to say about any other players, uh, Tavon Austin. It's a, Austin's a crapshoot. It, it's a bit of a crapshoot, but it's not like they're going to have any lockdown corner on him. He'll be moving all over the place. He'll get gadget plays. He'll probably have six, seven runs, maybe eight runs in there too. I mean, he, he'd be worth maybe a shot. He's he's a, a flex type, wide receiver three flex type that you might want to take a shot. Back there in Seattle. A bummer for all of the Rams, or no? No, and, I, and I'll tell you why. It's possible the Seahawks blow them out and just sit people. And in which case, I don't know. In that case, the Rams usually put in Trey Mason towards the end, but Austin will probably still be playing. So Austin could pick up some late garbage points, and I don't believe Gurley would. I think they'd sit Gurley for his future. There's no reason to get him injured. They'd probably go with Trey Mason. When it comes to Austin, Austin could get torn in half any play anyway. So you might as well just throw him out there. It's not a big deal. Val Verde. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. What up? All right. Um, Seahawks, quickly, let's go through. I mean, you uh, start unless unless you got Cam. No, I start. I'd even start Russell Wilson over Cam, just because I think they'd pull out Cam before they pull out Russell Wilson. My opinion. <laughs> but I don't know. That's I. That's really, iffy. These days, Riverboat Ron. He pulled him out last time. They played the Falcons two weeks ago after pretty much the third quarter. It's also possible that uh, the Seahawks go up by. You know, 21 zip. They know they're going to win. They just run the rest of the day. I don't know. I guess they, they could pull out Cam at halftime, too. Okay. So you're starting Doug Baldwin. Because Agreed. you have to. Agreed. Uh, you're starting. That's the most annoying Ty- player in fantasy football this Ty- year. Tyler Lockett's a flex play, but he's got high end potential. The guy is the most dynamic wide receiver on that team, plain and simple. You might even start Jermaine Curse if you're in PPR. He had the. He had a, nice he had a great game last week. Uh, they're, they're all playable at this point it, against this Rams team that's somewhat, you know, given up themselves. Their defense has been atrocious lately, even though it was uh, one of the top defenses early in the year. Now it's kind of fallen. They're through. injured. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah, I mean, so you're playing them. Let's talk about the running back situation. Bryce Brown was uh, outdone by Christine Michael in, in that game. What do you think, Doc? You know what? I... I had the feeling, listen, that all the talk was that Bryce Brown was going to get the first shot at it and, that, and all that sort of stuff. 
I had the inkling early in the week that it was going to be Christine Michael because he knew the system. And I actually got out-talked. I got talked out of it. And I ended up putting Bryce Brown above Christine Michael, which I, I, I totally regret. That was so... That was just... I, I got mind-fucked. And I usually don't listen, but I was it was actually coming out of Seattle. You know, and that, that's what they were saying. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe they know a little more than I do in this one. But I was, I was, I was right. Christine Michael knows the system... They wanted to give him another shot. Why would you go sign the guy if you weren't going to use him? You know, I mean, Bryce Brown was like we had, like we had talked about a couple weeks ago. It was all it had everything to do with backing up the correct part of the backfield. They let go of Dewan Harris because they didn't need the guy to back up the passing down back at that, at that point. Um, so they get, went and got to Christine Michael so that they could have the, the dual uh, power back punch. Now it looks like Christine Michael, they might as well just roll with it at this point. You know, the guy showed well. Uh, give him his shot. It's finally a, a you know, a, a chance on the team where everybody's injured. He can get his shot here. Might as well give it to him, you know. He deserves it. I think they will give it to him, and I think he'll run pretty darn well but, against this team, to be honest. But do you like him? Do you like I do. Rolling that? Okay. I do. I, I don't think he's an awesome call, but I think he's uh, an RB2. Type of situation here. The thing is, Bryce Brown played nearly as many snaps, and they split carries. You know, carries weren't exactly even, but snaps were even. Opportunities and series were even. So it's not like Christy Michael played significantly ahead of Bryce Brown last week. No, he just got some late clock kills, and that sort of you know skewed the numbers a little bit. But yeah, I just like his talent. They're both talented guys. Like they are. That, that's the talented. thing. Like you're looking at it, and Kristen Michaels. Like finally, finally, you know we've all been Kristen Michael truthers for the longest time. <laughs> um, and rushed for over five a carry and got 16 carries. But Bryce Brown was in on you know thir- uh, when they were going when they were playing the hurry up. When when they were going, trying to speed the offense up, and got nine carries, and you know, average nearly five, and got a target, and like, I think it's gonna be split a little bit more than people expect. If you just look at the box score and don't look at the snaps and don't look at everything like that, you're just gonna assume it's all Christine Michael last week, and it, and it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. But what you said said he got the garbage. He got he got the late sort of stuff. Do you think that he won't this time? Seattle's going to be winning. They're going to yeah, be crushing them. Yeah, yeah, but I think Bryce Brown's also going to get a little bit because they're going to be they're ahead so much longer than they were in that last game. Yeah, but if you're Seattle, wouldn't you rather get a full long look at Kristen Michael than you would over for, Bryce for, Brown? For what? Just in case they're they're equal in what you have in them. I think they both if get opportunities to... because it, this is just dress rehearsal for the playoffs. Exactly, and you know that Bryce Brown's a fumbler. Do you think that Pete Carroll is going to play a fumbler in the playoffs? Christine Michaels not? Bryce Brown's a proven fumbler. <laughs> like, okay. you do it time after time after time. I, I, I guess Christine Michael would have to have carries to be a proven fumbler. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Do you got anything else to say about the Seahawks, or can we move on to the next uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. All right. I, I guess. I mean, do, I mean, do you have... If you had a choice of, of the two. I, I take Christine Michael, but it's not going to be like a wide gap. Like, I, I, I think so. they both have, like, 15 to 18 times. Like, I think it's split pretty evenly, unfortunately. Which is not what fantasy owners want to hear. <laughs> I think that Kristen Michael is a bit scared that he might so be out of the league if he doesn't They both are. They both, been out, they both have been out of the league. Nah, give Kristen, 
No, Bryce Brown's been out of the league more than Christian Michael. Yeah. True. True. I just, I still think that Christian Michael. So, what do you think the split is? Are you 75 25? Because we know Fred Jackson's also going to give some work. I doubt they give, I think they, I doubt they give Derek Coleman a lot of work. Like they did on they the first start, Yeah, they started that out big I, I think that was just for their boy. Like, he's their special team's boy. Like, hey, thanks, bro. Thanks for sticking around all this time. Thank you. Oh, it's no, it's the, it's the last it's the last game for uh, in basketball. They the last game of basketball for college. They start all the seniors. You know, because <laughs> it's senior day. It's, it's basically what they it's senior day. It's basically right. what they did with the kid. All, all right. right, let's go to the uh, Sunday night football game, Giants at the Vikings. This game now sucks with the suspension. 65-35 if you're asking okay. the, the Christian Michael. I do believe that Michael gets the chance in this one, and I believe he, he proves them right for picking him back up. It's just a, a shot that I don't think he passes up. Did you guys anyway. know we got Christian Michael in the Pyro Pro League? Holla! <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to need to play him in place of ODB. Yeah, that prick. In this game, Giants-Vikings... Deserves everything. We won't go too much into it because talking heads across the world. Yeah, we've all talked. It was ridiculous. So he will not be able to play this week. He's not going to get. Let's just say that his appeal is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It'll it'll get shot down. By by the end of Wednesday, you will know. Disregarding fantasy 100%, I think that the league did not get it right. I think he should be suspended for longer than what? I agree. And I don't want to say way longer. I'm shocked he wasn't ejected. Yeah. Oh God. I just don't know if they could see the intent. We could all see it on TV, but I don't know if the refs were actually watching and seeing him going to go line it up and actually go and spear him with his head. I mean, that was just that was ridiculous. I just you have to be actually watching the guy full speed the whole time if you're a ref to see the intent. But why weren't they watching? It was so such a shit show between these two that the true they were watching this. They were watching yeah. the whole thing. It was it was it was that unbelievably emotional and disgusting between both these players. And Norman was no saint. No, he, he wasn't. No saint. Absolutely, Absolutely not. Uh, he just didn't do what ODB did. But at the end of the day, yeah, I know Stags doesn't want to hear about it. But at the end of the day, fact is, Bray, uh, Eli and the coach, you take him out, you sit him down, you say, "Listen, guy, you're fucking psycho right now." This is what I do to my dog when she's nuts. I grab her by the back of the neck. I took her down. I'm like, calm the fuck down. Calm down. Isn't that what... Um, and, and, and then you want to know what she does? Hmm, lo and behold, she calms down. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Ray Lewis? Who, who was it that said the, Ray, the most Ray. surprising thing about it was that nobody on the team took him? Ray Lewis and, and, Yeah. Why would nobody... Ta- I mean, the kid's a youngster. You got a lot of veterans on the team. Somebody take him aside and... Dude, shut the fuck up and sit down. He was talking about how single to the locker room. Yeah. Go to the locker room. Calm down. Come back. We love you. You're a great player. Blah, blah, Okay, Stacks. Yeah. What do you got to say? Sorry, yeah. We're done no, with no, that no. rant. He's no, like reading I'm the not gonna, I'm not, We're not sorry. <laughs> but Stags doesn't like talking about all the stuff we already hear all over the waves. And I agree. ODB Go. is going to be missing from your fantasy Super Bowl. So, you're looking out for other receivers on this Giants team to fill the void. And one does not exist. It's going to go everywhere. Shane Vereen's going to get some. My boy Will Ty's going to get some. Ruben Randall probably gets two more. You know, Dwayne Harris probably gets a couple more. Hakeem Nix probably gets a couple more. we got to remember that before ODB, this was a pass the ball around, spread it around to everybody type of offense. 
and that's going to be back to where it is this week, unfortunately. And that's not so great for fantasy owners, but you got to look at you know, Eli Manning and downgrade him without that dynamic talent on the outside. You don't got to love Eli Manning anymore this week. Like I would look elsewhere for uh, a quarterback just because I don't know if there's anybody who could score touchdowns on that team without Odell there. They got... I, I, I got to point this out. I'm surprised at how well Manning played with ODB being shut down for most of the game. He did end up with, what, 70-some-odd yards and a score. Mm-hmm. And it was a great play that he he actually beat Norman on to get that touchdown. So, I mean, that was... And he dropped another one team, which was uh, yeah. very unlike him, obviously. Drops a few balls. But the fact is, is that uh, Eli... I mean, he had a, a ton of yards, and he had three other touchdowns besides the one to ODB. I don't know if it's just the threat of ODB being out there that helped all of that that won't be there next week. Um, but either way, you're right. I, you definitely have to downgrade Eli, but not as much as you may think. He was still able to spread it around to the other guys and do just fine in terms of his fantasy stats. My biggest problem, I think, is that in Town, all those guys are coming back this week. I think they waited this this one last week, get them all totally healthy for the stretch run here. I think they knew they were going to beat the Bears. No reason to bring back their their three studs, their three defensive studs against those guys. Might as well wait one more week, and I think they will. At least at least one or two of them that might make the difference, and that's another reason to downgrade Eli for this one. So if you have Eli going into the championship, you're not a happy camper, obviously, without an ODB, but... You don't like the matchup either, and uh, obviously the talent without ODB there is very Do you like Rashad Jennings? I can't believe I'm asking that. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, he, he, granted, he looked pretty good in that game. That's that's for sure. He looked better than I, uh, I've seen him in a little bit. But um, and, he's, and, he's, and he's getting the volume, but I, it's still, I have him outside my top 30. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know? So if that says anything, I have him outside the top 30. Not far outside the top 30. But, uh, you know, I mean, other than that, I mean, even with the, Shane Vereen is a, a total crapshoot. You can't be playing that. You know, I mean, just, is he really going to, can he catch me five balls for 60 yards and a touchdown? The once in 10 games that he does it? No. Uh, that's that's too much a crapshoot. Other than that, I don't know, I guess moving on to the other Will side. Will Ty, Will you got to talk about Will Ty. All right, Will Ty is a playable player in this one, to be quite honest. Minnesota is not very good against tight ends. So, uh, Will Ty could have a good game, and he might even be the best receiver out there. Well, let's see. Will Ty, over the last, what, <laughs> five weeks, is averaging eight fantasy points? Over the last three weeks, is a top-ten tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting, especially with uh, an abundance of targets, you know, 13 or so a week to go around. It's, I, I, I do, I, I, I agree with you. There is something to be said for one player being able to open up an offense for everybody. You saw it with the Packers, and you see it with how Jordy Nelson being gone. Everybody's taking a step back. Is there somebody fast besides ODB on the Giants? Not really. No. no. That's <laughs> Will, what I'm saying. Will Ty might be the second fastest player on that team. Vereen is faster. Jeez. Look it up. Yeah, he's not fast. Look no. it up. Vereen's a little bit fast. Vereen's, Vereen's a 4-5 four, five, four, four, five five split. Yeah, and the tie is what four six. Regardless, no. let's go over the let's go four, over four. the let's go no. over to the Vikings. Well, Ty's not four four. Oh yeah, yeah, he's the machine. Let's go over to the Vikings. Look, look, Will Ty's combine numbers. He didn't go to the combine, if, but look if, his pro day numbers. If there was any sort of connection book. here, and I didn't have to wait five minutes for it to pull up, I'd do it. Why is it? Remember, you jinxed it. I you guess I jinxed like, it. This internet is so fast today. 
Really? It's cool. Yeah. I think it's just because we have four machines on it, right? No, we always have four machines. I just happen to have finally two machines individually. No, it actually just did get faster. Hey! hey I've had to stop and restart. Go, let's go to uh, Viking Town. Oh, let's hope Adrian Peterson's ankle is still attached. And he might not practice at all this week. And he's telling people, even if I don't practice, I'll be out there. So don't worry too much about me. He'll be fine. Yeah, there's nothing else to really cover on the whole team. Yeah, no, I mean, he'll be fine. He's one, two, two, deep, deep. Um, I called that. He if you remember the podcast the last week, that was the week. Doing this against this Bears defense at this point was not that tough a situation to do it against. Diggs actually might do pretty well this week, too. That Giants pass D is... Awful. Awful. <laughs> I guess if you want to just go that route. Um, yeah, it's awful. So Diggs could have a, a decent week as well. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if if Rudolph had himself a really nice game too because they're really bad against tight ends as well. So there's actually some playable pieces out there for sure. You know, it's not, it's not just going to be the Peterson show in this one. Uh, it, would, it wouldn't shock me if a couple of the guys did some things. Anything else to say about it? Uh, Kyle Rudolph? Like I said, yeah. I mean, like I said, Rudolph could definitely do well. The Giants are really bad against tight ends. Uh, Rudolph. What about Teddy? It's a championship weekend, though. Is there a better pickup than playing Rudolph? Uh, I was thinking about playing Rudolph last week, and then picked up Ebron last second. Played him. Good move. You know, Rudolph's just. I don't. I know we we like Rudolph. We like the guy, but just to play him is 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 to. Get burned by him this year. You, you can get burned by him very easily, and I would assume if you're in your championship, it has nothing to do with Rudolph. Go with what you've been going yeah. with. Keep him on your bench. That would be my best advice. But if you just happen to get screwed and uh, you know things are not looking good for you at the tight end situation, it's not a bad streamer opportunity right there. Uh, like I said, they're really bad against tight ends. The Giants are giving up the most receptions to tight ends this year. Second most yards. Uh, I think they're what four, third or fourth or something in, t- in touchdowns against them. So it, it, it would be a fine play, uh, but iffy, iffy. The size of that thing. Let's move on to the Monday night game: Bengals at the Broncos. The only reason why I'd be playing a, uh, a Kyle Rudolph is because good old Eifert is he playing? Still in the concussion protocol, so that's not sounding very good. It's not sounding very good. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, the kid was having an, an incredible season. He might still be leading at touchdowns for tight ends, at least. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. But, um, but wow, uh, you're you're hoping he gets through that concussion protocol because it's a it's a decent game to play against. Uh, Denver, at least in years past, hasn't hasn't been all that great against tight ends. Uh, they've been okay, but a little better this year than they were in the in, uh, last few years, right in the middle of the pack. But I would love to have an Eifert going in this one. I'm not sure what A.J. Green's status is totally going to be, to be honest. Um, A.J. McCarron's held his own. I can't say he's been uh, great by any means, but he's held his own. He's been doing okay. I expect him to do nothing this week against <laughs> that Denver defense. But uh, he's, he's held his own pretty well, and if Eifert does get back in there, I would expect Eifert to get a ton of targets. If A.J. Green is back and playing, I would expect him to probably get a ton of targets as well. A lot of tosses up in the air and hoping for the best, uh, in my opinion. That's probably what would happen. But uh, most, most teams that were in the playoffs that had A.J. Green 
didn't make the championship. Probably not. Probably not. It looks so what good after the week. first play of the game. Yeah. Looks One so play. Looks so good. Pretty much, and that was it. Um, it's, uh, comes it's, to the running back situation, uh, if you're going to go with one of them this week, I mean, granted, of course, Hill always has a better chance at the touchdown if they get down to the five. But it's a matter of getting down to the five. I, I would almost roll, take a chance with a Bernard um, in this one. The passing down back would maybe do a little bit better against this uh, Broncos front. Uh, front seven, uh, the, I would expect Cincinnati to maybe be down. I, I can't say for sure. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a weird game. It'd be a lot easier to figure out what was happening if Dalton was there and and man, you know, I mean, you could figure out exactly. But with uh, two backup quarterbacks, Osweiler being so just like kind of I don't know he's I don't know he's he's kind of tough to predict. It's not like he's awful out there. But he's not doing anything special either. He's not losing games for anybody. He's not winning them. He's not a good fantasy quarterback, I'll tell you that. He did have a decent one last week. He had his best game this week. Obviously, yes. Last week he had a great game. But before that, it was very, uh, you know, know, Cincinnati's got a very good defense, as do the Broncos. It'd be very tough to play anybody on either of these teams, to be be quite honest. Mm -hmm. The, The guy that I would play out of anybody is Eifert if he gets in there. You got any other opinion on that? To be honest, it's just. What are the odds of him playing this week? Hundred percent if he 50. makes it out of the concussion protocol. Fifty. <laughs> honestly, the fact that it's taken this long with the concussion protocol, I think maybe they were waiting one more week. Hopefully, that's the situation. Fifty-fifty is what you're looking at at best right now. Fifty-fifty. And and, and to, to be honest, the fact they haven't said anything. Twisted by the dark Um, said anything positive about it yet? I, I'd almost put it 60 40, 65 35. 40, the bad 60. Way. The bad yeah, way. the bad way. Jeez, the bad way. Yeah, medium. all right. Anything? Um, what do you got to say? Let's the backfield for yeah, the Broncos. I would probably go with Hillman in this one over a CJ Anderson. I know that uh, I think that they, they talked about CJ getting the starting portion of the backfield back, but if you're going to look to do anything against this team, I would I would think that you would want a little more speed around the ends, um, maybe catch a couple passes. Not that CJ can't get passes because he can, but I think that maybe Hellman in there just for the pass protecting and getting him out around the edges, maybe that would maybe help a little bit more. You're not excited about not that. excited. I'm not excited about the uh, the prospects for anybody. anybody. Yeah, you I mean, just said it. I wouldn't really want to start. Anybody in this when you got two backup quarterbacks going against two really good defenses, uh, it's could trust. it be Manning? I guess maybe it could. That, I, that's it, that's the real question. Okay, so let's just pose this hypothetical. How do you rank them if it's Osweiler? How do you rank them if it's Manning? Is it getting better with Manning? Is it getting worse? Is it? It's be- I think it's better with Manning. It's shown that it's not great with an Osweiler. And when you're playing, <laughs> uh, when you're playing against a tough defense, you want at least somebody who's heady out there. Somebody who could at least uh, make things happen just by looking at him. Just by looking certain players off, he can make things happen over somebody like an Osweiler. Just the, just the smarts that he possesses could actually do something for Emmanuel Sanders, could do something for Demarius Thomas. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very tough defense they're going to be going against. So I mean, you got to have 
uh, all your weapons out there. Hopefully they can get Manning back on the field for this one. You know, it's uh, it's up in the air at this point. They're hoping, actually, that he that he will be. So we'll see. That's something for later in the week for uh, you and Mo to discuss there, D-Rex. And uh, I don't know, hopefully you'll have more of a, a, a clear situation so something could be written down in ink as opposed to the old pencil. I mean, I think we all need a Manning if you've got people, I don't have, really have too many players. I've got Hellman. Don't have too many players in the Broncos. But at this point, fantasy-wise, if you do have Bronco players, you're looking for a Manning infused because, like you said, Osweiler, it's it, it, it's not delivering the goods. Unless you own, you know, Demarius, then it's like, uh... Demarius has been his I might want to stick with Osweiler. <laughs> it's true. Very true. After a letdown, Demarius and the tight ends, even though they drop it, (laughs) (laughs) the ball's put right there. But good lord. Um, Anyways, I think that shuts down the party, which is great. This is kind of a nice little short show for us. Um, What I will say, guys, is happy holidays to listeners. Thanks a lot for you know joining us throughout. Many of you have been with us for multiple years, but. You know, 2015, hopefully many of you listen to every single show we've done and every hour we've done, and that's pretty amazing. And when you got guys like Dogmatica that are just so sick at giving the, the delivering the uh, fantasy goo and the goodness, it makes a lot of sense why you'd want to be there. Stag Party I, I, knows the game. Like, I was... <laughs> I was hoping you'd just leave it at delivering the goo and not throw fantasy in there. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about our, we're talking about our, our we're trying to help our team our players win their league. <laughs> we're not talking about dogs' sex life these days. Hey, maybe one of these days dogs' goo will help somebody else win a league. There's <laughs> uh, not much to talk about either way, boys. So. But all I'll say is honestly, Dogmatica. Knows this shit like nobody's business, obviously. Stag Party knows the game and offenses and defenses like nobody's business. And it's awesome. And what I try and do here is I try and give the lines and feed the, uh, feed the, feed the fodder so that these guys can drop their knowledge on all of us. I'm a heart guy. I've been doing fantasy forever. I do pretty well at it. But I just don't know the ins and the outs and the way the game works like these guys at all. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here to deliver the soul. And Dogmatica, the shit that you throwing down since 40, since 52 weeks ago, uh, first week of, of, of 2015 till now, oh my God, it's helped so many people, so many of our Pyro listeners, so many of our Pyro visitors to Pyromaniac.com. The stuff that you're delivering on the rankings, your tears, the SOS, it's redonkulous. Dog, it's sick. Uh, so, amen, man, it's man. sick. And now we're going to the holidays. I hope you get to enjoy some time with the family. We're not done. We know that. We oh, still yeah. got We still got uh, week 16. Week 17, we'll still be oh. doing our rankings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, be doing, we'll be doing stuff. We'll be making fun of you and your championships all week next week. Abs- that's for sure. Absolutely. And we'll be doing playoffs. Fantasy-wise, for DFS and all that stuff, we're not done. We can't wait for the Super Bowl to be over, because then we done for a little bit. But, dog, amen, brother. Awesome, awesome stuff. Check out Dogmatica's all over the place on FantasyPros.com. Pyromaniac.com's number one player rankings guy. Stag Party. 
Killing it with the pyro power rankings. Killing it with all the write-ups you do. Killing it with just being my right-hand man on the business side of things and just helping me manage people and get a lot of stuff done. Just always killing it. There's not a harder-working guy. Last week, one of our guys dropped the ball on targets, touches, and looks. Who am I going to freaking call? Who am I going to email? Stag party. Targets, touches, and looks doesn't look like it's going to be done this week. Uh, D-Rex, let me take a nap. <laughs> That's it. Friday night. Friday night. He goes, let me just take a nap. It's been a long week. And uh, I'll get up and I'll get it to you. Takes a two-hour nap. And then lo and behold, at about midnight on Friday night or a little bit after Saturday morning, I got targets, touches, and looks. After week 14, in my email box, texted me, there you go, throw it up, and that's the kind of guy you are, and that's amazing. Second opinions. Dude, Thursday night, last Thursday night, I was locked out of the system, I had to leave, I was going to meet my brother, and I was going to see Star Wars that night, I saw it Thursday night, by the way. Sick. Oh my god, it's, it's a sickness. Go see it, not like you weren't, but go <laughs> see it. Uh, I, I was locked out of the system, I only had a, a, just some... Wide receivers to switch up in their orders and stuff before uh, the game is going on. There's nothing I could do about it. I was locked out of the system. I had to cruise. Call up a Stags. He took care of it for me. Takes care of it. Unbelievable, man. You're the man. Guy's legit. Just always available, always ready. Just a dedicated, dedicated partner. So that's that's the Stag party. Houdini, dedicated as shit. Delivering this week again the pickups. Even in our, we did a uh, we did a survey that's we've only got about uh, we've only got a raw data of, of a small number of people, but the pickups piece is something that people love on a weekly basis. And Houdini delivering that before halftime of of the friggin' Sunday night football game, and just all the stuff between uh, Houdini and Stag Party answering. All those second opinions, which are just ridiculous amounts. Helping on on Twitter, helping on Facebook. It's amazing. To be honest, we got OC, killing it. Ryan Kania, killing it. Mo doing that Pyro Podcast Lite. Helping out Val Verde with the news feeds. This week, helping us out uh, because uh, of, of unforeseen reasons on second opinions. Mo, you are a dominator. It's awesome. We've got a sick team. We've got Fairway K in the mix. OC. Oh, man, I just love all these guys so much. And to be honest, I'm going to put this out there. We're looking for some new blood. We're looking for dedicated fantasy football writers, contributors, statisticians, production guys. If you're a sick designer, if you're a funny illustrator, whatever. We are about to take even our next step in this uh, 2015 to 16 step, and we need some more blood. We don't need guys that say, yeah, I want to be involved, and then when they realize work fall off, we've, we've seen plenty of those people. We get it. We need some new blood. If you're engaged and love and passionate about fantasy football, and you want to be a part of the team, and maybe one day be an owner of this company like many before, hit us up. Hit us up. Big At time. the end of the day, man, we love you guys. We do happy, love you. We love you so much, and happy holidays, and I love you guys, and I hope everyone spends a lot of good time with their family. I hope everyone that's in the championship this weekend wins, and if you're not, get drunk. studying. Get drunk, but it's a year-round process. Start studying now. Start working on it now for 2016. So, if you're playing the me, then fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs>
I love you guys, man. Dang, I love by the way, listening. New York is accepting uh, DFS again now. I don't know if you guys saw that. Well, they... But forever? Uh, to, from what I hear. No, they, over, they overrode it. They, they, they got a... Uh, they did what uh, ODB's going to be doing tomorrow. And they appealed, and they they allowed him to do it through the season. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just oh, through, just the, through the New Year. Oh, okay. We'll see. Oh, okay. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully for those New York fellas, man, that's, that's a bummer. Anyway, yeah. Happy holidays, fellas. Peace out. Happy New Year. All of it.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.